Sports with Katie Nolan is presented by Coors Light, the beer made to chill. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And then once you win it, it's like, stick it in your pot! Hello? No. Peanuts. Hello, peanuts. Don't hello, say hello, peanuts. Peen. <laughs> hello, peen. <laughs> we meet no. again. Uh, welcome to Sports, the podcast. No. Ends with a question mark, but starts with a question. I'm Katie Nolan. She's Ashley. <laughs> Should we start? Over? He's Jay. Hi. Hi, and this is today's question. Hey, Katie, Ashley, and Jay. This is Steve in Indiana. I have a question for you. Is it data or data, and why? Thanks. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Hi, Steve. Man, a, a very quick question. Mm-hmm. To the point. Yep. Are you okay? Yeah. Is everything all right over there? Uh, so you heard the man. Is it data or data? It's data. Jay? Uh, it's data. Of course, Jay says data. <laughs> data. Look, I think I say them both interchangeably mm. um, because I think data makes you sound smart for whatever reason and data is just the normal way to say it. Mm-hmm. But I think, and I think I prefer saying data. Like if we had to pick one right now and we weren't able to go back, I'd say data because data sounds too much like dada, which sounds a lot like, it just makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> data sounds like a messed up tada. It's like data. It doesn't. Um, I'm also a <laughs> Goonies loyalist, so okay. it'll forever be data for me. Oh, that's how they say his name in the movie, data. Yeah. And booty traps. Jay, why do you say data? Um, I, I, it's the same. I have this argument with my friends because I'm French. Because I'm just quickly say because I'm an elitist Frenchman. Uh, yeah, that's the short answer. Right? Is that what you want? I also say equinox instead of equinox. You dickhead! (laughs) That's not even questionable. As a former employee of Equinox, it's Equinox. So, uh, why do you do this? Because I'm a because I'm insufferable. Because I'm insufferable. Because I have to be different from every... I have to be a contrarian J. Can't stop. Contrarian. A contrarian. (laughs) Technically contrarian. When I first got to college, I got in an argument with the people that that were from New York that said that it's pronounced radiator. And I will never forget that. That's ridiculous. That I was like, you guys are f***ing with me, right? Because it's radiator across the board. Did they say like... They say like Mario instead of Mario. I mean, they say Mario instead of Mario. For the actual word like radiate, like she was radiant. Do they say radiant? I don't remember. I honestly don't remember. Mm. They just, they argued with me that it was called a radiator. And I was like, you sound uneducated. How'd you get in here? And they were like, it's Hofstra. And I was like, makes sense. (laughs) Uh, So I think it's data. How do they say it in Star Wars? Or Star Trek? Sorry. Oh, oh yes. As a a big Trekkie, um, they say data. In Star Trek? Yeah. I, don't they like feign British accents? I don't know. Data. I'm not really a Star Trekkie. Cool. It, it's just a Trekkie. And I already said that. I already said that we weren't those. What? No, you didn't. There's no proof of that. They say data. Well, so maybe so I'm wrong. Maybe Jay's wrong. And that's so, why you say it. That's actually all the proof we need that, that it's data is that Jay says data. Yeah. There you go. That's, <laughs> that's, just the, that's the way know. to determine facts now. Hey, Jay, where's Plato from? Uh, <gasps> ancient Greece. Turns out. Oh, man. I mean, if you guys could have seen my face. That's what I meant. I was just like trying to talk about the era. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Okay. The overall era. I do get what you're saying. era or era? It's (laughs) E-R-A. It's era. You say earned run Is it era? Era. I say era. Era. You say era? No, I say era. Well, now Jay's going to say era. Yeah. (laughs) Um, If you guys could have seen my face when Jay said that, 
on Radio Row. It was me looking at my phone, <laughs> looking at Jay, looking at my phone and being like, this is one of those moments that's going to come back to bite me in the ass. <laughs> like, boy, I sure do wish I remembered more from high school because this feels like one of those moments where you're saying a thing that is later going to be not true. And it was proven to be untrue. Yeah, but that's the whole thing. Whether guys. he's Greek or Roman isn't even the biggest issue. The biggest issue is that the fake was actually Socrates. I don't know that I trust that professor entirely. A professor <laughs> we were corrected on the internet. Someone was like, my dad listened to the podcast and he's mad. And it was this holistic correction. I'm like, I never asked for any of this. He was I don't saying know that, why. It was interesting what he said. He said that Socrates was like a character that Plato invented. Um Right, and everything we know about Socrates is because Plato wrote it, so it could have been Plato creating a character. The whole time. Which is, you said it was because, you said it meant that, you said the literal opposite, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. You took what the truth is about Plato and, and inversed it and said that on the podcast. I did. And, and, I, and I was just like, I guess, I don't I, know, I'm sorry. And Gojo got down, but the other thing that uh, producer Camille uh, made me in my feelings about was, she was like, Basically, what you're saying is that Plato was Socrates' producer, right? So, how you feel about that? Yeah, and I was basically like, "Well played, producer Camille." Yeah, producer Camille's the best. But we're in friendly banter now, so we should probably say, if you want to go ahead and leave up a voicemail, voicemail. I, so I was like, I got excited I because you didn't do that first syllable where you went, "Ha, leave us!" But then you found a place to put it. I, you put I it saw, in between. The problem oh, is, you saw this, me get excited. This one was your fault. Oh, yeah. okay. Your eyebrows went up. You like perked up. Oh, victim what? blaming. And now I've locked you in a cage. <laughs> I think I'm the victim here. You just victim blamed. <laughs> uh, the number is 860-506-5571. Hi, Ash. Hi. How are you? I'm great. How we are missed, you? We missed you so much. Oh my gosh. I had the worst FOMO again. Honestly, whenever people tell me they have FOMO, I'm like, it wasn't that great. You didn't miss much. Well, I missed your birthday. You did. So Which did everybody. was a bummer. You sent me sweet treats. I did. Because I didn't want to send flowers because I figured you were going to get flowers. So Which I, I did. tried to send something But it else. led to some confusion. <laughs> oh, no, why? I went down to the concierge because my boyfriend was like, I sent you something. So I was like, uh, is there a package there waiting for me? And they were like, yep. And they gave me this little box. And I kind of looked at it and I was like, huh, what is this? Uh, <laughs> and I got up to my room and I opened it. And it was chocolate-covered Oreos that said, happy birthday. Very beautiful. But I had also just been crying because I felt fat. So I was like, what the? F <laughs> I know, so, I'm sorry. So I, uh, so I, I texted my boyfriend and was like, uh, oh, you got me sweet treats. Thank you. Phone rings right away. And I'm like, hello? He's like, sweet treats. Wait, was there not a card in there? Uh, so it was hidden. Okay. So I was like, I, I read it and it was very sweet. It. <laughs> I, it was very, very sweet, but it was hidden. It wasn't immediately okay. obvious. And plus, I'd only, I didn't assume like this must not be from my right. boyfriend. So I, uh, so he was like, sweet treats. And I was like, yeah. And then all of a sudden there's a knock at my door and he's like, I, I did not send you. <laughs> so I opened the door and it was the guy from the concierge. He's like, also, you got this. And it was a huge thing of flowers and a teddy bear. And I was like, oh, did you send me flowers? He's like, <laughs> Yeah, who sent you sweet treats? And then I was like rummaging trying to find the card. And I was like, oh, it's from Ashley. But so we broke up and thanks. Oh, there's, um, there's one other thing that I wasn't able to give you on your actual birthday that I would love to give Is you Is this now. the thing that I was told about on Highly Questionable? Oh, did they, did they blow they it? They blew the surprise. Oh, yes! damn it. God, okay, damn this it. is a cameo. Should I tell the, do we have, you don't have it loaded into the computer, Jay, no, right? I don't have I'm just going to push play on it. Oh my God, look at his hair. <laughs> look at his bow tie. I get so uncomfortable. When Does he I say watch his it. name in it? 
Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm going to just push play on this cameo. I'm so, <laughs> is it bad? Oh, God. They were supposed to play this at the end of Highly Questionable, but they didn't. Hey, Katie, what's up? It's Ryan Cabrera here. <laughs> it was your birthday, and I just missed it. Uh-huh. Damn it. But anyways, I just wanted to say, hope you had the most amazing birthday. <laughs> it must be nice to be that young. Damn, girl. I'm jealous. And I'm a little bit bummed that you didn't come say hi to me at the bar one time. <laughs> I said, what's up? Give me a hug. But, uh, so, you gotta have to make up to me. And what? Come see me at a show sometime and come oh. give me a birthday hug. And uh, until then, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Happy birthday to Katie. I hate Happy it. Happy birthday to you. Hope oh, it's the best yet. Man. Oh, a kiss. Wow. wow. I'm so uncomfortable See, every my, time I watch it. How many times have you watched it? Like three. In my head, I thought he could sing. I guess I was wrong. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan Cabrera, for gifting me with the chance to come to one of your shows. <laughs> Give him a birthday. You're, you're going to have to come pay for my, for my <laughs> services. And in the background is a picture of him with the spiky hair. And I'm going to be honest, it's better than what he's got now. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Now he looks, he looks like, like Johnny Bravo. Literally yeah. literally just going to say that's that. That's why I said it faster, because I knew you were going to say it, and I wanted it. You got it. it. That was so sweet. I hope you didn't pay more than $20 for that. We don't need to get into specifics. How much does it cost to get a cameo from Ryan Cabrera? Uh, 50 $50? It was for a bit. I was going to expense it, because it was okay, going to run on I'm TV, gonna and then re- it was late. I'm going to reimburse you. You're that not. is a disgusting a amount of money for present. a stupid, stupid... He said, damn, girl. He blew you a kiss. He did. And it makes when he sings, I just want to die every time. It's just so vibrato. <laughs> Can you go to that part again? It's like happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you. Oh, Can you send it to me so I have yeah, it? Yeah, send it to me too. I want to play it on the podcast more. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Katie. Happy birthday to you. Dick Katie. Oh, we paid for it, so we're allowed to make fun of it. Oh, boy. <laughs> we own that now. Oh, boy. God, that makes me uncomfortable, but it's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, guys. It's very sweet and thoughtful, and I hate it. <laughs> um, while we're in friendly banter and discussing random weird people that I love, I'm, I'm going back and forth on admitting this. Do you want me to fill? I have another story. No. What? Oh, what's the other story? Again. Jay butt dialed me while you guys were in oh, Miami. Oh, I did do that. Where? Uh, you were out somewhere, maybe emo night. He called me at one o'clock in the morning. Jay. It was an accident. Jay was hammered drunk oh, at yeah. emo oh, night. Man. You know why? Because Andrea kept making everyone do shots of Jameson. Did you guys have to say no to that. Yeah, it's but when you're in a big group no of people, it's very hard to say no to Andrea, first of all, but also to say no to shots when everyone else is doing one and it's your birthday celebration. Yeah. I, well, I mean. Emo night was so fun. Yeah, That's that the only the thing you should have had FOMO about. But you wouldn't have lasted. So, we went there at like 9. You would have been asleep. I would have I would have partied till like 11.30 and then mm-hmm. got home. Yeah. He said he that called me at 1 a.m. I answered the phone thinking one of you guys is in jail. Okay. Why is that your... Well, because it. why else no, would yeah, JB call right. me at 1 a.m.? And all I can hear is like loud music and laughter and like, yeah, like people having a great time. Well, an emotional time. brand new. We were having an emotional <laughs> time. So I hang up. Naturally. It was taken back Sunday. I don't think they Text did Text him. Yeah. And he said, right. sorry, that was extremely an accident. And <laughs> that I doesn't just make said, sense. okay. And then he told me, go to bed, exclamation <laughs> point. Talk tomorrow, exclamation point. Go to bed. Hey, go like, to bed. Like, you just, you just woke me up. I'm sorry. Sir. 
Go to That's bed. Fair. Go Actually, to bed. What are you still doing? What are you doing? Out? The only thing worse than that would have been, what are you still doing awake? <laughs> <laughs> that was basically what I was. Oh my god! Okay. I wanted to kill him. I'm so sorry. You could tell you wanted to kill him because you didn't respond. I didn't. <laughs> uh, there's definitely no response. I was like, what do I? What do I even say to that? I'm gonna murder you. <laughs> Please don't die. come back to New York. <laughs> you should have said, have another drink and drive yourself home. I hope oh, there's ice geez. on all the roads, and you, you can, can think, think of, of me when, when you forget, forget your seatbelt, and again when you're. Your head goes through the windshield. That would have worked. That would you call tax? Okay, Jay. Um, <laughs> I, we've talked about this on the podcast. I know, before. and you hated it that I much did, then, I and did, and yeah. I just wanted to make sure we brought it back. Okay, thing I'm going to admit. So uh, Steve texted me. Your Steve, your husband Steve. Oh, and uh, no, this not that weird. You were on the text when he was like, "Look who's in the lobby of my hotel," and it was Rob Ryan. Uh huh. Um, on Sunday. When I nope Saturday when I was going to pick up my tickets, I uh, I woke up Saturday we were done so it's like I slept in but I had to get these tickets it was important but I didn't I just threw on clothes no makeup and I'm standing waiting for my Uber at the lob at outside the lobby of my hotel and Rex Ryan is staying in my hotel I've seen him a couple times but I've never met that man and I see Rex Ryan walking up the stairs and I'm like. Oh, I got the wrong Ryan brother. Rob was right behind him. They walked right by me. And in my head, I'm like, say something, say something, say something. But I did the thing where I overthought it because I'm like, if I knew Rex, I could be like, hey, Rex, coworker, this is Rob and I want to meet him. But I haven't met Rex. So if I were to go up to Rob and be like, oh, my God, Rob Ryan. And then Rex is like, do we work together? Then it's like, why am I acting like a fan? I overthought it. And then while I was overthinking it, a group of people came over and were like, oh, my God, Rex Ryan, can we take your picture? And so then I just got I silently got in my Uber and I was like, you idiot. We were right next to each other. This has happened before. The last time I ran into him in person, he was waiting for his plane, a gate over from my plane. And it was the same situation. I was late for a flight. No makeup ran out the door. And I'm like, I don't want to meet him like this. I just think I'm destined to never meet him. The third time is the charm. Yeah, well, third time. Maybe I should just start putting makeup on. <laughs> no, that's not the answer. No, you're right. That sounds exhausting. But yeah, I um, wow. Look, I let you guys down, I, and I will. I, I will do for, it again <laughs> for your birthday next year. Yeah, that's what made me thought of it. Because when they made me think of it, because when they told me on HQ that they were supposed to play a cameo, I was like, oh my god, is it from Rob Ryan? And they were like, no, Ryan Cabrera. And then what? I was like, when? It- when are you going to, why'd you tell me? It was like once the cameras were off and then I, the whole week I kept going, can I see that cameo? Like I didn't know when I was going to get it. Oh man. Yeah. Boo them. I know. Well, once, once it missed the window, I was like, well, I'll just save it and do it on the pod. Well, smart. But nobody told me that. Yeah. Well. But then I forgot about it and then you just gave it to me <laughs> and it was like a whole new gift. And now I wish we never had it. My brain just runs out <laughs> of room. Um, how was your week without us though? Good. No. Okay. It was horribly <laughs> lonely because Steve was gone too. Yeah, that you had a tough. It was tough. You had a tough break. Mm-hmm. I missed everybody. Golick Jr. did a great job filling in. He did. He did a great job. He was fantastic. He he called the Tom Brady thing. Yeah, he did. He did. Hey, Mike. Good tweet. <laughs> uh, so that was cool. I don't know, man. I'm all over the place. It's just been tough. It's a weird thing just not having home for two weeks. Yeah. I can't describe that any better. And I know a lot of people are are good at this stuff that like, you know, I think about Diana Rossini, who is doing they're covering the Super Bowl and then she's going to be on the road with the XFL starting this week. And like that person just is always gone and she's great at it. 
But I don't have that. Like, that's not my that's why I always wanted to do studio shows, because I'm like, I'm very good at like, I need to have the same schedule. I need to know where I'm filming. It's like my house. This is my studio. This is, you know, that's where I'm comfortable. Mm -hmm. And so just being on the road for two weeks, I'm forgetting things. And I'm like, oh, how did you forget that? It's like because I don't have a piece of like a pad of paper I can just write it down (laughs) on that I look at every night before I go to bed. Like it's I don't know. It's just been tough. So I'm just still trying to gather my life. I haven't unpacked yet. I'm very glad you're back. I'm glad I'm back, too. We were going to go away again, but we're not anymore. <laughs> no. <sighs> Thank God. We got a show coming soon. We do. We were, I'll miss you, All-Star Weekend. But I just can't do it. I just can't do it. It's, it was too much. It was too much to try and do it. It's a lot. Um, uh, official Potter show business, or we, do we have anything else to banter about? Oh, excuse me. I am so sorry. Happy birthday to Austin Brayband, which I should oh, yeah. have said on the last podcast, and I forgot. That's okay. He's a big boy. He's three. He's three. And what milestone have we just achieved we actually did two while okay. um while i was home alone with him we 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 i weaned him off the pacifier so he has no more binky no more binky and we just converted his crib to a big boy bed he's in a bed now he's in a proper bed that's so exciting it's like a, he's like an adult it's weird well he's <laughs> three so three going on 18 three going on 14 okay um, <laughs> so yeah, that's great. Congratulations to Austin Brayband. Thanks. Going pee pee in the potty. Some Sometimes. Well. We're working on it. Yeah. <laughs> the other two. Well, yeah. now he's going to go pee pee in his big boy bed. So that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. A whole new, a whole new world. Can't wait. It's easier to get on. the sheets out though without that extra railing. So. That's so true. Look at you looking at the bright side. Official Potter show business next week is the 100th episode. Apparently there's a discrepancy about it. What is that? I mean? saw in the subreddit people were like. Do we count episode zero? I don't know. Is that the discrepancy I'm asking? They said something about a bonus episode in November, which I don't know if it wasn't numbered or something, but we're just going by off of what we have in our doc. Yeah. Well, so let's just declare this now. When we say it's the 100th episode, it's the 100th episode, whether it is or it isn't, because feels on brand. (laughs) the amount of time it's going to take for us to figure out if it is or it isn't, it's just not worth it. The number in front of the episode is going to be 100, and that will be the day we choose to. Like, we just celebrated my birthday. We are not on my birthday right now. That's true. But it's the day we're choosing to commemorate it. Okay. So we're going to commemorate 100 episodes on whatever episode that is that has the number 100 in front of it. <laughs> Perfect. Have we decided how we're going to do that yet? We have not. No. no. That's so great. I love that for us. <laughs> so we'll figure it out later. I'm going to call as Ryan is often the case. see what his deal is. Who? See if he's Ryan Cabrera. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you could not... Would be fine by me. Okay. Uh, we'll see. Man, that hair. I'm not going to forget that anytime soon. Dear Kitty. Oh, yeah. What was that? Kitty Nolan. Dear Kitty. Uh, I want, you know what it should have been? Dear Katie. Well, I don't know if Hanson's on there. We'll you check. You won't even speak his name. Uh, that's Hanson. Um, today, <laughs> nobody knows that song. We can't do it you for You and I read. do. We can do it for us, for okay. ourselves. Uh, today on the podcast, we're going to talk about that Super Bowl, um, big trades in MLB and the NBA, and the return of some favorite things from your childhood. And then in the second half, we're going to get hyped the fuck up about the XFL. Because you know what? Maybe it's not going to work. Maybe it is. Might as well go all in on it and then see. Because yeah. I got really sad about football being over. And then it's not, technically. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, if you have any questions about the rules or who's playing, or we're going to cover all of that 
in the second half. And if you don't care about the XFL, it's still going to be fun to listen to us talk about it because we're us and you love us, right? That's why you're here. Just stay. Uh, we're going to get to all that in a second. But first, this week's podcast is brought to you by Imperfect Foods. So, Ashley, uh, what? Just what? what? <laughs> all right. Let's tell the people about Imperfect Foods as if you were... An old-timey mobster <laughs> nervously awaiting the arrival of people coming over for, like, a dinner party. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, okay. Listen here, you see? Over $280 billion of food goes to waste in every country. Is that how it sounds? Yeah. Is that what they sound that's like? A, that's a voice. I don't know, guys. You, you you know what? It's whatever old-timey mobster means to you. Hey, listen up. Yeah. You see? There. <laughs> that seems great. That's good. Listen up, bub. <laughs> $280 billion of food goes to waste in this country every year, you see? Including 20 billion pounds of produce. I have no idea, but we're going to just plow through. <laughs> That's what Imperfect Foods is here to change. Speaking of change, I have to change the lighting in this room. It's not quite right. Right. Imperfect foods. Yeah, that's right. It's the only food delivery service that buys the perfectly nutritious and delicious foods that grocery stores won't sell. You see? <laughs> Do they say anything other than you see? <laughs> I don't know. Sunny? That's right. Uh, they won't sell and delivers them to you, Sunny, at a discount. <laughs> So you can save money, capiche, and help reduce food waste. At my party, I'm going to have them put food waste in the trash bags, conveniently arranged around the apartment. I should go grab some more. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) What the? (laughs) Hey, Imperfect Foods sources directly from farmers committed to quality and delivers delicious and perfect groceries to you, bub, for about up to 30% less than grocery stores. Imperfect Foods flexible plans, just like my flexible plans for this party, let you pick healthy. I love how it's always an afterthought. It's like, oh, that's right. I'm supposed to be planning a party. God, I... All right. Uh, they let you pick healthy seasonal produce alongside grocery staples like potatoes or apples or 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 cakes for a party. Probably not. I don't don't please don't fact check that. Grocery staples. That's yeah, a cakes. Listen, I don't know what kind of household you're living in, but in mine. Along with quirky looking but delicious produce, you can get a you can also get surplus coffee, you see? Discolored quinoa. Ooh. <laughs> Off-sized eggs. <laughs> what? <laughs> Slightly scarred almonds and more. Much, much more. Start saving time, saving money, and saving waste right now. Because when you go to imperfectfoods.com slash Nolan. What is so funny how bad it is? <laughs> now through February 16th. You hear? You'll get, see, you hear, you see, you feel, you smell, you'll get $10 off your next four orders. You taste? Uh, that's a total of $40 off. By golly. Ding dong. What? Oh, Ding someone, dong. that must be Al Capone. <laughs> they didn't catch him for party evasion. Waka waka. <laughs> 
Just go to imperfectfoods.com slash Nolan to get $10 off, you see? Your next four orders. $10 off your next four orders. Imperfectfoods.com slash Nolan. And enter Nolan at, what is this? Enter Nolan at checkout. Bye. You know, a smarter podcaster would not have signed up for a lifelong bit of doing impressions when she's got four voices in her arsenal. All right. I dropped my pen. Super Bowl! Thank you for that. You're welcome. Super Bowl. No. Super Bowl 54. The podcast was correct. We sure were. We did it. Yay! Now I can drop Yeah, that's what I was uh, Chiefs 31, 49ers 20. You don't sound super excited. I was at it. the game. <laughs> Look, I've been to, I've been to 300, three, I've been to, th- what's happening? Why did you both just say we've been numbers? to so many Super Bowls? No, I think I've been to, th- I was just going through it in my head. I think I've been to th- four. I think the first one I went to was, uh, 52. Yes, I've been to three. I didn't go, I was at I did okay. So what a lot of people do in the media is they'll come for the week leading up to, and then they're gone by Sunday. Oh, um, so that's what I used. That's what I did in San Francisco for Super Bowl Fifty. Fifty one. That was Falcons, right? Pat's Falcons. That was Falcons. Pat's Falcons. I don't know why I thought that was Eagles 52. was Fifty two. Okay, so fe- yeah, Pat's Falcons Fifty one was my first. I should have stopped there. <laughs> so I've been to a Super Bowl where I saw my team win in overtime in an incredible fashion. It's the best one I'll ever go to. Then I went to 52 with you mm-hmm. where I saw my team lose, but I brought somebody and they won. Their team won. And somebody that I love very much. I cried like a child. Yes. <laughs> and it, was, it, it honestly softened, you know, my team losing for me. 53 was last year. Right. And that was I saw the Pats beat uh, the Rams, but it was really boring. And then 54 this year, this was my point. I brought someone who is a big, lifelong, die-hard 49ers fan. I had no rooting interest except rooting for their team. And I got to see someone else's team lose. That is the worst possible permutation of this. Yeah. It sucks. Because I'm not very good at, like, a cheer up, champ. (laughs) You know? Like, I don't know what those words are in that moment. (laughs) You see? Uh, it, It was tough. And the way they lost. Yeah. At the beginning of the game, he was like, uh, man, imagine if the 49ers get blown out. And in my head, I'm like, you would rather that. If they're going to lose, you'd rather that than getting close and then watching it slip away in the fourth quarter, which would you look at that is what happened. It is what happened. Yeah. Um, You know, it's been talked to death because it's Wednesday. Uh, I've seen a lot of dumb takes about should the 49ers move on from Shanahan or like is Shanahan a choke artist? Like the the 49ers he turned that team around. I believe they were 3 and 13 last year and 13 and 3 this year. That's off the top of my head. Those might be wrong. But like that is a complete change in the team. You don't bail on I just think after the Super Bowl everybody wants to bail on everything. Yeah. Without remembering that the team that loses came in second place Above every other team in the league. Yes, you lost a Super Bowl. Yes, that has an effect on you as a franchise. But like moving on from Shanahan and there's like arguments to dump Jimmy Garoppolo mm-hmm. uh, because of the cap hit. It's just like, stop, chill out. I know that's my take on everything is that we can <laughs> fix it if we just work together. 
Uh, and that's why I will never own a team or GM a team because I will never make that risky move that later they go, well, that paid off. You know, I'm always like, no, just stick with Jimmy G because what he needs right now is for somebody to have confidence in him and believe in him that he can do it. And he looked good for three quarters. Right. Mm-hmm. And Pat Mahomes did not look that good for the first three quarters. Right. And what I said yesterday in Highly Questionable was like, if 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 Jimmy completes that throw with two minutes left, down four, uh, when he had, what's his name, open, um, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, and he just missed him. If he completes that, and it's a touchdown, and they win the game, are we talking about getting rid of Patrick Mahomes? It's a much smaller cap hit because mm-hmm. he's still young. But Ooh, is that your like, is that a? It's my foot. Sorry, I liked it. Uh, okay, <laughs> is it like? It's just a. We just are so reactionary to this stuff. Like, there's criticisms. You can discuss what went wrong because clearly something went wrong when you blow a game like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's like fire everybody and move on. It's like no, build on that for next year. And like Shanahan said that in his post game press conference. Um, like this is we're fired up for next season. We're going to use this to motivate us next season. And it's not just motivation; it's learning. Like, right? If you're not failing, you're not trying. You're going to make mistakes. You don't just fire everyone when they make a mistake. You see how they bounce back from it, how they take that information and use it to get better. Like Andy Reid has made a lot of mistakes, and that's what helped him get to where he is And also that's why he reacted the way he did when he won. That's why everybody was so happy for him because it was like, finally, Andy Reid gets his win. Right. And it's like we, we... it's so weird that in that same breath, people would be like, man, that Shanahan really fails a lot in the Super Bowl. And it's like, yeah, but that, but you, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like we, we celebrate when adversity gets, you know, when the narrative gets changed and it becomes success. But we don't do a good job of being like during the adversity, not getting, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It's so strange. We come down really hard on the people who fail. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, we need something to talk about. And you're not just going to be like, wow, that was a great game on both sides. There are highs and lows from each team. But like, yeah, congrats to the good, Chief right. for that's having the, the not, last laugh. Not great TV. Like, if you if they played for, say, there were three halves. Famously, there aren't. But if there were, well, like, maybe the 49ers make adjustments, turn it around, and, like, they win. Maybe they just need a little bit more time. It's like, who gets momentum when? How much? You know what's crazy when you say momentum? That, like, I didn't, I've never really thought about as much as I thought about in this game. Momentum at a Super Bowl is so hard. I know we've talked about that with how long halftime is. Like a lot of coaches talk about preparing their players and being like, we took an extra long halftime at practice to show that like this isn't a normal halftime. This is going to be long. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to stay focused and like keep your energy up. But TV timeouts are long Mm -hmm. in that stadium. And they're often. And it's, it's like a very weird, a team could be like, leading a drive and all of a sudden they're stopped and then they come back from commercial and they have to start back up again. I'm not saying it's why the Chiefs were going no huddle a lot, but I'm like, that's not a bad strategy. strategy to be like, let's just keep going so they can't stop us. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just a bummer. I don't understand why Shanahan didn't call a timeout in the at the end of the, of the first half. It's because he didn't trust Jimmy G to throw the ball. And I get that, sure. But like... He said we were content to go into the locker room with a tie. And it's like, you don't ever want to just get the lead when you can, especially when you know they're such a good second half team, the Chiefs. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, like you gotta get, to, you gotta run the points up as much stomach. as you can. But then they got that call on Kittle. 
that uh, I thought was questionable at best. Mm-hmm. Obviously, by the by the book, by the rule, the words of the rule. What's the phrase I'm looking for? By the letter of the law. There yep. it is. Words of the rule. <laughs> this close. Synonyms. By the words of the rule. By the words of the rule, uh, it was pass interference, you can call it. But it's something that like 80% of the time they're going to let people get away with. And they didn't let him. It was a weird time to call that on Kittle. They got another one later in, I think, the third quarter of like the guy, the the... 49ers player didn't turn around, so they called it P.I. And yeah. it ended up, but it was like, it hit him in the butt. Right. So if he had turned around, it wouldn't have been P.I., but it, the guy wasn't going to catch it. It's not technically a, whatever. It was sad. It was really sad. It's really sad watching somebody that you love have their heart broken. Yeah. That's, mm. I felt really bad. It was, it just sucked. And then I felt bad because I'm like, well, I should be the one that doesn't feel sad because it's not my team. But, like, you being sad is making me sad. Yeah. But that's not helping you. <laughs> I'm really sorry. <laughs> and then we went to, man, if you've ever been to a party and been like, this has to be the saddest, worst party, you haven't been to the Super Bowl party of the losing team. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they even have it? So, because they have to book all that ahead of time. It was at the American Airlines Arena. It was oh a big God. venue. There were big acts coming. Like, you book them. Both teams book parties. And then the winner gets to enjoy this (laughs) and the loser has a free buffet and they're drinking for a reason. They're not drinking to enjoy it. They're drinking for what was weird was that they had champagne bottles and people were drinking champagne. And I was like, don't do that. (laughs) But nobody looked happy doing it. Sad champagne. (laughs) Man, it was just like I walked in and the DJ was like, we having a good time tonight. And then just silence. (laughs) I'm like, that has to be like, I can't think of a job harder. Than being the DJ of the losing team's Super Bowl party. Every song he played, when, every time he played a song that was like, um, like a line dance song or like oh, a group no. dance, I was like, "Don't do this." No. Like he played, um, what's the dun 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 jump on it? And I was like, "Don't." Don't do that. Don't do that. Please don't do that because everyone's hips just naturally are going to start doing it. <laughs> and then like my boyfriend was like, oh, I wonder who's going to be the first person we catch at this party, like happy dancing. And everyone's just going to be like, stop it. I'm like, it's it's going to be me. <laughs> I'm going to accidentally be like, oh, I love this song. We lost. That's right. We lost. We are. We are sad. He's barred from Black Eyed Peas. Tonight's going to be a good night. Yeah. Can't play that. At one point, he tried to give a speech that was like... The DJ? Yep. He was like, all right, everybody, we got a, we got a great night coming up. I know it was a tough loss. Look, I think next year the team's going to turn it around. And, no, and everyone was just like, stop, shut up, because you're talking to a party that has like... I mean, I didn't see Shanahan. I heard he was there like downstairs where I would also be, not at the party. <laughs> but like the coordinators are walking around and this guy's giving a speech that they're probably like, dude, no, I don't. Like, next year we're going to up the run game. Yeah, like don't <laughs> tell me. Next year we're going to stay committed to what got us here, which was a run game that was stronger than the rest of the league, okay? We're going to keep our eyes open when we throw, right, Jimmy? Right? Next year we're not going to throw it up in the air uh, when there's coverage, right? We're not going to throw to a guy double covered, huh? We're not not going to freak out and take a sack? No? Next year, ties aren't good enough, guys. That's right. That's we're right. pushing. Next pushing year, for more than a tie. Next year, we're going to use those timeouts. Am I right? <laughs> now, let's take a timeout and bring out the Jabberwockies. <laughs> I'm not kidding. He brought Wait, out the what? Jabberwockies. Oh, boy. Oh what? Boy. And I was like, what? You went to a party in 2007. <laughs> yeah. It's incredible. The Jabberwockies. What? And all of the like wives and moms were like, who now? 
And I was like, gather around, ladies. <laughs> Let me tell you the story of the Jabberwockies. Oh, boy. There's no way they're the same Jabberwockies now, right? I bet they are. Uh, no, because they wear masks. I bet it's just they are like, uh, they're the just like youth, cycling they're, through they're them. They're new probably. youth Jabberwockies. Yeah. Either way, congrats to them. Yes. For still being around. Lil Wayne was supposed to be there at 115. Mm. Didn't show up till 245. Classic and that's late. And look, as a late, as a famously late, uh, that you don't do that to a team that's suffering. Yeah. You show up early. Well, yeah, he probably had to stop by the Chiefs party. <sighs> I was thinking, uh, I'm like, I bet Joe Montana got invited to both and then just picked whichever one won. That's what mm. I would have done. Yeah, same. <laughs> well, I mean, no, I would have stood in solidarity <laughs> with the 49ers. Right, right, right. Man, what a bummer. So cool. But XFL is Girlf- coming. Girlfriend of the year. <laughs> Want to watch your team lose in a devastating okay. fashion up close? I have a question. What? So you were at the game. So tell me every moment of the halftime show that you got to enjoy um, well, and how it felt. Most of the halftime show for me, I'll be honest, uh, was arguing whether or not timeouts should have been called at the end of the half. <laughs> right, 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 right. right. Um, and doing my favorite thing. That Ashley can attest to watching the people whose job it is to set up an entire production Insane. on the field and then break it down after. So that's my favorite part about the halftime show when you watch it live because you don't get a good view of what's actually happening. You're mostly just watching it on the Jumbotron, which is just like watching it on TV. So uh, I like to watch the like, oh, look, that had to happen. And that look at that guy running around, that lady sprinting to try to make sure she's over there for that thing. Mm. Um, but and I, I lost a lot of the uh, nuance. I didn't know that was J-Lo's daughter mm-hmm. till later. Um, I didn't understand the reference being made of the children in the cages until later. Mm-hmm. Uh, great songs that I great loved songs. and was dancing to. I forgot how much of a banger She-Wolf is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, that song Every was song great. How does that go, Ashley? No, with your Shakira will. impression, obviously, is what I meant. <laughs> you see? There's a sheep in your closet. So good. It's, it's, it's okay. okay. It's, I text Ashley, I'm like, you would be crushing this halftime show. <laughs> um, man, they're both, they both look ridiculous. Yeah. I got to go to a gym. I I didn't wasn't able to watch it live because I was putting my kid down, and so I watched to bed it. to sleep. That's an okay thing to so say about you children. That, you put them down. I had that thought the other day. I was like, wow, putting them down is so different it's for dogs dark. and babies. It's real dark. It's very different. Jay's yes, working out a stand up tight five. I'm trying, guys. I'm trying to eliminate speciesism. So yeah. oh okay, god, fair, hashtag and speciesism. Yeah. So I was watching on my phone on my way to work the next day, and I was like looking around to like see if other people were watching me like pant at my phone watching these women wow i was eating like i think i stopped to get a like coffee roll from dunkin donuts because you know you eat your feelings of course and i was like oh this should go in the trash right yeah. now i'm just gonna dump you're like taking a bite and then, you, and then j-lo rips off the black and reveals the silver and you're like i'm gonna uh, just put yep, that i'll share this with the trash straight to the trash can for I'm gonna split this <laughs> cinnamon roll with the garbage can yeah it was, it was very incredible. entertaining they're very great performers i'm old so I, I guessed that that was Bad Bunny that came out, but just because a couple months ago in trivia, I um, learned who Bad Bunny was. Mm-hmm. So I nailed it. Good job. I didn't nice. know the other person. Oh, I didn't either. I just really enjoyed the music. It was Yeah, it was entertaining. That's its job, you know? I liked um I liked the 
selfie video A-Rod took of him like dancing around with the fans on the field. I was like, that's really endearing. It, he does a good job of, of, of managing, of like being endearing. But he does such a good job of it that it feels choreographed to me. Mm. That somebody was like, take a video of you mixing it up with these people. And he's like, well, you know, let's get background checks on all those people first. <laughs> like, I bet there was just, I don't know. Cool. Good job, A-Rod. I will say, no Pitbull, no Gloria Stefan, kind of bullshit. It feel a little, Where the little bit was missed. Gloria Stefan? <laughs> Where she was better Pitbull? Things to do. Uh, Pitbull was somebody said that there was no. I saw somebody before the game tweet, take the take the no prop bet on will Pitbull show up in the halftime show because he performed somewhere pregame, and there's no way he would make it from there to there. In time. If you were performing at the halftime show, you're not performing somewhere pregame, right? So that someone was like, take the take no. And then uh, after it happened, I forget who it was, but they tweeted like, always listen to me on wow. prop bets. Always listen to me. Fortunately for you, Katie, you did get to see Pitbull the night beforehand. <laughs> Both of us. Yes. We got to experience Pitbull. We you actually, did. in Mr. the Wilbur. smartest move ever made, uh, decided to leave during Pitbull's set from Shaq's party. Because, and this was how I explained it to Andrea and Jay. So we went to Shaq's party. Mike Ryan was DJing. Mm -hmm. It was the most on time I've ever been to a party because Mike Ryan was the first DJ and I didn't want to miss it because he was who got us in. Andrea actually made us kind of late. We waited for her in an Uber because she had to meet us at a pickup point so that we could get her in. And then she got stuck on a drawbridge. Uh Oh, so we were sitting in an Uber in silence for like 20 minutes and then she got in. Anyway, we get to the party and uh, and Mike Ryan did great. I got to watch Lebetard watch Mike Ryan, <laughs> which was my favorite part of the night. Uh, I saw Shaq, made eye contact with him, gave him like a the coolest nod I've ever given, which I was like, yo, you nailed that because he like nodded and waved. Just probably thought I was a random fan. And then I fell down the stairs. <laughs> Not just fell down the stairs. I um, It was like those metal riser stairs that like, oh, no. you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I thought a stair was coming. So I nodded, right? <laughs> this is the order order of events. I nodded at him. He smiled. I like pointed or something stupid, probably like oh. a finger gun. Like, Ooh. no. But then I went to take a step down and realized the step wasn't down yet. So I like stepped down, but like, well, there was no step. <laughs> then I went to take a regular step and it was a step down. So then I slipped on that one. And then I just kind of down the stairs stumbled. I was one drink in. <laughs> Not drunk, but was like, you can't save this. You can't save this. And then I just bolted. Just, and I know that if I had looked back at him, he would have been pointing like, that woman needs to leave. That woman is inebriated. Her Get her out of here. So that was embarrassing. But anyway, so then, uh, uh, so Mike Ryan played. Then there was. Avicii? No. No. Savage. Rampage. Ravage. Don't look at me oh, like Some word know. that's like, what? Rampage. Is it? Carnage. Carnage. There it is. You know, it's one of those words. A video game word. Um, and then after that was Tiesto. Tiesto. And then Crushed after it. that was Pitbull. And after that was Pitbull. And so there were more. Um, yeah, Diddy was supposed to play. Yeah, Jack Diddy. Had a DJ set. Was it Da Baby or Baby? Uh, da Baby was Da late, Baby way later, way late, like three o'clock in the morning. But there was like big names coming up. Yeah. Uh, and so I said to Andrea and Jay, I'm like, look. I bet a bunch of people leave after Pitbull because there's other parties tonight. There were a bunch of parties that night, um, namely Tom mm. Brady's. Mm. Uh, I ran into Diana Rossini in the lobby of our hotel as I was leaving to go to Shaq's party. And she said, what are you doing tonight? And I was like, oh, we're just going to go to Shaq's party. Where are you going? Are you going to uh, the barstool party? Because that's that was that night. And she just looked at me and then her face 
said she made like I could tell she just realized something and didn't want to answer my question. And so I was like, what? She was like, I'm um, and she's with Julie Stewart Banks. I love. Uh, and I, she's like, I am. Uh, and I was like, what's up? And she's like, I'm going to Tom Brady's party. And I was like, excuse, excuse me. She's like, I'm going to Tom to Tom Brady's party. And I was like, awesome. Have so much fun. I know you're such a big fan. <laughs> and she just immediately was like, I can check. Let me just go and see how it is. And then I'll give, I'll text you. And then you can. And I was like, let's not do this. Let's not do this. You got me into LeBron's party by saying I was Rose Lavelle. We'll leave it at that. We're even now. <laughs> but you could tell that her face was like, why didn't I ask her to come with yeah. me? It was her birthday. Not a big deal. Love Diana still. Just a little bit less, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so there were a lot of parties that night. So I'm like, everyone's going to leave after Pitbull because Pitbull in Miami is God. No one was going to leave before him, but people will definitely leave after him. And the worst thing about Super Bowl parties or the Super Bowl in general is getting from point A to point B. I don't know how they did it before Uber. It was probably cabs or car services, but it at least limited the amount of people calling cars. Now everyone's using Uber. And so there's usually these like elaborate Uber pickup points or it's impossible to find your driver or it's 40 minutes wait for an Uber. So I was like, let's leave during Pitbull or we stay like three more hours and we have to leave at the end but beginning of the end of the night. And we all just kind of were like, let's leave. So we left during Pitbull, got in an Uber, and then Andrea and I ordered pizza at her hotel and they delivered them not cut. So we just sat on her bed and each ate a full pizza like it was a like it was a quesadilla. <laughs> they cut quesadillas. Yeah. Yeah. But imagine they if they, they didn't. Do, they do <laughs> just like a giant pizza cookie. Yeah. Like a yeah. Like a cookie cake but not cut. It's like there is nothing to compare it to because why would you serve it like that? So we were just like ripping them and then finally I just picked it up and folded it and was just eating it like yeah, a just taco. Made a calzone. Yeah. It was I'm like why? Walk me through why. That's funny. But there were puppies at that party. There were, yeah, I saw those videos too. I saw all of them. Well, you'll like notice so much fun. I didn't get in because I was like, I'm just going to get attached to one and then I'm going to want to leave with it and it's actually going to make me more sad. And guess what happened to Jay? Oh, I could see it all over his face. <laughs> oh my God. I'm still so sad. I've thought about that dog every single day. Well, I also that. hated it because I love that there were puppies there, but it was in a room with a DJ. There were So it was two rooms. There was like the carnival room that had all the games and stuff. And then there was the room with the the main stage. So like one was a club area and the other was a, a carnival. But the carnival had a, sep- a separate stage, which had a DJ, just not as famous of a DJ, I guess. So it was booming music. And these puppies were like in their cages because they didn't want they were like if lightning scares them. Yeah, they're terrified. It's probably the thunder that scares them. I don't think they're looking at the sky. You get the point. Um, so that's the Super Bowl. <laughs> Uh, and that's the podcast. Yeah, it's a nice tight one today. Look, yeah, it's the Super Bowl. Show. I want to talk about our my my experience, but also sometimes Jay's. Uh, <laughs> True. Uh, oh, shout out to I don't is it Derek Nady Nadi, the defensive tackle from the Chiefs, who celebrated winning the Super Bowl by paying off the adoption fees of more than a hundred dogs at the KC Pet Project Animal Shelter, which meant that anybody could go in and just adopt dogs for free. That's like the cutest. That's he knows the way to our hearts. Yeah, that's the way. Um, the parade was today. How did it go? I didn't watch any of it. I watched a guy with his butt hanging out of his pants fall out of a tree. Whoa. Yeah. That's at the parade of... or just in New no, York at, City? At the parade. <laughs> okay. okay. At the parade. It was a cheese fan. He climbed a tree and for some reason pulled his pants like below his cheeks. So his butt was out 
and then tried to jump from a branch to go look it up to an, a higher branch and fell pretty far out of the tree. Mm. And I feel like I don't I haven't been able to, you know, monitor the reaction online, but I feel like if this was Philadelphia, people would be making like a huge Yeah, I was going to say though. On it. Yeah, but I was going Okay, sounds a little salty. I was going to say, speaking of a little salty, is this better or worse than eating horse poop? Mm. When, Great question, Katie. Would you say in terms of crazy stunts pulled in celebration of better. your team? This is better in terms of like it's not as bad. Yeah, that's right. Disgusting. So that's why people would have been talking. But here's about the it. thing, though: people came come down on hard came down hard on Philly before the horse poop. We're well, just, that's because you guys are asking we're victims. For it. Mm. Exactly. Right. Now, who's victim what were you wearing blaming? though? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he did have a lot to drink. And shout out to that guy though for finding the thing that humans can do that would make monkeys be like, "Ha, idiots!" <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> kind of sweet. Um, also, a, a, there was the police chase. Yeah, the police chase down the parade route. Yeah, that it's it's one of those rare moments recently. We haven't had one of these in a while where, man, that could have gone poorly, but because it didn't, we can just laugh at it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that could have been like, oh, police chase runs into the crowd, and then we're all like, well, that sucks. Um, but it's, no, it didn't happen. Instead, this idiot just uh, got arrested. <laughs> Still don't really know why, though. Details to come. <laughs> There's a video just came out a little bit ago of uh, Patrick Mahomes pouring beer into Travis Kelsey's mouth from the top of a bus. Mm. Are you ever going to get sick of that? I don't think so. I think that people are always going to like that. We're like, look what insert player name did with a beer. Right. I feel like this was the first time I saw the Lombardi luge. How do you even do that? uh, You pour it over the football? No, not over the ball, just down like the long... Yeah. They did it. Mm. Meanwhile, that thing gets carried around in like in a bag. No, but it gets no. But I'm thinking before the game, there's like a guy with specific gloves (laughs) and this beautiful Tiffany blue bag, just like to make sure it doesn't get gross. And then once you win it, it's like stick it in your butt. Oh, oh. (laughs) like why? Like we took such good care of it until they win it, and then it's like, nah. I just like I like that it's getting Stanley Cupified a little bit. Yeah, let's find some creative fun things to do with this. Use your trophy to drink a beer mm-hmm. if nobody believes that more than i do i drank out of an emmy yeah miss it miss it i have it miss <laughs> it never want it we will we'll get there <laughs> let's not talk about it uh i had a take on giving speeches at parades but like you said we're already way too deep into this podcast <laughs> so we'll skip it but remind me on a day when we don't have anything to talk about i'll, I'll remind you during the fourth hour of the pod yeah so just to give to my it. passionate take yeah. on giving a speech yeah. well, at I'll a parade. Back the fourth hour super bowl uh, ads that's a thing you miss in stadium Mm -hmm. they played a couple they played like the post malone bud light one but uh we didn't get them all so i had to watch them after the fact and allow me to just say that watching an ad before an ad is the most annoying (laughs) capitalist thing i've ever had to do where it's like please wait to watch this ad on youtube and we got to show you an ad first or should not be able to pre-roll ads on an ad. You have to get the ad blocker. I don't know how you don't have it. Look, my brother works in online marketing and gave me this speech that made me feel very guilty about using an ad blocker. He's like, you're taking money out of my pocket. And I was like, I would love to actually take money out of your pocket, but actually like doing it's. I, I would pay I felt bad. him directly $20 a year to have an ad blocker. Well, there you go. Somebody out there make a company where you can pay $20 a year to not. Just to Kevin. To Nolan. Katie's brother. Yeah. Just directly to you can Venmo him. It's open. It's at Kevin. Uh, but so anyway, I watched a couple. Obviously, the one I was the most fired up about before the Super Bowl was this Mr. Peanut situation. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and we were told it was going to be canceled because of Kobe Bryant passing away, which just was a hilarious. Obviously, the the crash not being hilarious, but the fact that a company had to put out a statement that they were canceling Mr. Peanut's funeral out of respect for those that had passed away in a plane crash was just like, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. What are we doing? Mm -hmm. Come to find out, they did not cancel it. They went with it. What happened was it was supposed to run in the third quarter and they moved it to the second quarter, Mm, which means that it, well, what I think it was, it now, it aired before the tribute to Kobe Bryant because they didn't want to air it after that. It makes no sense. Makes zero sense to me. I don't think anyone would have associated Mr. Peanut with Kobe Bryant unless Mr. Until they said it. Right. And then now it was like, well, now it's weird to run it at all. Yes. Um, But they did. They didn't air the commercial we had already seen, the road trip where Mr. Peanut dies Mm -hmm. in the Peanut Mobile with Wesley Snipes and Matt Walsh, question mark. (laughs) Um, They didn't run that one because... That's too traumatizing. I guess. I'm traumatized by all of it. So what we got was Baby Nut. (laughs) Great. Terrible. First of all, a transparent grab at the Baby Yoda attention. Right. Someone said to me, yeah, you're not going to want to Google baby nut. <laughs> no. <laughs> For a long time. No. And they made that the hashtag, baby nut. I have some questions. Okay. That I'd Zero. like you to answer. Oh, wait. Okay. All right? Yep. Because you're good at BSing an answer That's, when it's something you don't believe in. It's not true. It is. Okay. Number one, why, why was the grave so shallow? So the grave of Mr. Peanut that they were all standing at, mm-hmm. and we'll get to who they is in just a moment, Right. was shaped like a peanut, like the dirt. Like they had just put it over the, but it was uh, raised. Mm-hmm. So it looked like he was just right there under the surface or was in a peanut shaped casket. I don't understand. Well, I think, I think what you were seeing was just the, the mound of dirt uh, piled on top. Okay. So the great, the casket, like you dig the dirt out. Sure. And then you put the peanut casket in. I guess. And then there's. How do you dig a peanut shaped hole? Well, you, mm. it, with precision and okay. a lot of attention, attentive care. Okay. You know, sure. Because it's what he would have wanted. So, Is it? I, yeah, definitely. How could, do you okay. feel like was, you can speak for him? I, I do because I read The Estate of Mr. Peanut at length. Okay. Um, so, wow. anyway. So, that so, answers that. Yeah. So, that, that's just the mound of the dirt on the top. Okay. Also, Mr. Peanut was 104 years old. Why did he have to die tragically? Mm, could have just passed away. Could have just died of natural causes. Guys, peanuts, the, the lifespan of peanuts, like no one really knows. You know, I, I think peanuts. I'm hoping it's not 104 years. When they're not eaten and they're not peeled. Is it like as gum? Wasn't. Like when you eat gum and it stays in your stomach for seven years? Do you think he made a deal with the devil because he was selling off his friends and family to human Jay's beings? a take taker. That's what he's doing right now. He's taking my take. I'm repeating. And, yeah. Go ahead. And Sorry, go ahead. Being excited about your take. You sound thrilled. I am thrilled. I'm. I don't. I hate this ad. Sorry. Me too. Keep going, Ashley. Okay. So. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, were you? Do- I thought you were done. Can I ask more questions? Yeah. Keep going. Mister Clean, the Kool Aid Man, <laughs> mm-hmm. and the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile yeah. were shown at this funeral. Mm-hmm. No, no sign of who drives the Wienermobile. But then again, I don't think I'd recognize him. He might have been one of those random dudes they kept showing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Post Malone. Uh, why were those three? Brand right. people, especially well, when Mr. Clean famously Procter and Gamble, whereas Kool Aid and Oscar Mayer are both craft uh, mm-hmm. Heinz. Yeah, so as is Mr. Peanut in the industry. Yes, you, you know this. You've worked at Fox what industry and now? ESPN. Uh-huh. Um, 
and in the in the the product spokesperson <laughs> industry, yeah, it's a very tight knit community. Sure, you know there are there are some uh, relationships that get contentious because there is a lot of competition. Sure, but there are other people with whom you may not be competing directly. Yeah, that you can really bond with over the shared. Experience so why was Mister being the face? So why was Mister Clean company? the only one who came? Well, Mister Clean and Kool Aid Man. Kool Aid Man is part of the family, so he doesn't count. Well, you can, no. You why can, was Mister Why was Mister Clean the only Fox, the only FS1 employee at an ESPN funeral? Well, that's mm. we don't well know. Put. We don't know the relationship that those two have shared. I think and I would argue it's the it's the commercial's job to tell us the relationship because yeah. why is he randomly there? I think yeah. they probably you know have an extended cut. Also, Kraft we'll Heinz has a number of brands they could have had there mm-hmm. that they didn't. Right. Why did they just do the Kool Aid Man? Well, I I he would, wore red. It was rude. I would challenge you to f- look at the brands that Kraft Heinz has and find another spokesperson who could just be have a noodle. As, have one of those noodles from the well, blue box. That's, that's that would be just like well, why aren't like regular like you know like cheese balls? Where were the cheese balls? The cheese puffs? Where was planters. the where was a an animatronic bottle of ketchup? At that's the right. Was he busy? Did he have different plans? Today? Was he at a Bill's tailgate? Well, probably not because it was Super Bowl Sunday. But you yeah. think Bills fans don't get to watch the Super Bowl? They shouldn't, but I don't. I, I don't think they, they still tailgated. do. <laughs> Are you kidding? They tailgate everything. Okay, that's my mistake. That's another question. Why was there no tailgate at this funeral? What, maybe that's what the Oscar Mayer Wiener, Wiener Mobile was for. They had some hot dogs before. I wonder what the trunk the capacity on that thing is. Mm. It's got to be like got to be a ton. Sixty dogs. Okay, I've got more uh, dolphin noises. Well, I guess we should get to why did a tear. That dropped on the grave of dead Mr. Peanut mm-hmm. sprout leaves mm-hmm. that then birthed a baby peanut. Well, when two people <laughs> really love each other, no. <laughs> the combination of of the love that was inside the Kool-Aid man. And what kind of how much love is that? It is about three quarts. <laughs> <You can't. laughs> It, oh, it's no. there's really no limit to it. I found okay um, that combined with um, the fan like they're like you said they're under the same tree the they're the same parent company so they're technically siblings in a way. Sure. So, so it's, it's, he's got had a baby with DNA. his dead. Well, it's kind of like you know. <laughs> I want you guys to know she's not smiling during <laughs> any of this. <laughs> it's kind of like a baby Groot situation. It isn't it's except. Not. He's not a baby. He's, I guess, reincarnated. This is though. That's another question. So this is uh, we're calling it baby nut. <laughs> Can we not? <laughs> no, we must. We have been mandated, been instructed to call it baby nut. But he says, "I'm back." Yeah. After yeah. dolphin mm-hmm. noises, the- which are already weird, and everyone's confused. And then he goes, "Just kidding. I'm back." Which that baby has an advanced, but also not advanced sense of humor. Right. Uh, for something that was just born. Mm-hmm. And then he says, just kidding, I'm back. Where's my monocle? So it is Mr. Peanut. It's not a new... Right. I thought, just to zoom out back into reality for a second, I thought, well, this is a brand that probably decided in a meeting they'd been doing the Mr. Peanut thing for 100 years and they can't really find a lot of wiggle room outside of him because he... That's been, what are they going to do? Kill him off? And then somebody was like, what if we did kill him off? Turned it into a whole big thing. And then we can come back after the Super Bowl with this big, different brand identity. Mm -hmm. But what they did was bring back the same 
brand identity. Just so now again, cute. I'm confused about why they ever even killed him off in the first place. Well, none of us. And again, why Matt Walsh was there? Okay, that one that has no answer. Also, the dolphin noises, no answer. Like they start with baby, like goo goo ga ga, and then he does the, and you're like, Ooh, what? Hated that. It doesn't make any sense. Um, it was a good dolphin. But I actually, I do a fairly good dolphin. Thanks, yeah, Jay. Um, yeah. Um, I have notes. I have. Sh- that's shocking. What was I saying? I was saying something. It was about important. how no, the baby. No one, no one talked about. No one gave a crap about Mr. Peanut or the Planters brand or well, anything. I would argue he had a great tweet a little while ago. Yeah, good tweet, Mr. Peanut. Hey, hey, Mike. That's his first name. So good tweet. <laughs> do we call him Mr. Nut if it's Baby Nut, or do we just call him Nut? Like hashtag. We're supposed to call nut. him Baby Nut. Well, I mean, the, so the original, the OG. He's still nut. Mr. Peanut. Why so would we change he, his name he now? Be baby. Peanut then, and not just baby nut. Well, but baby baby peanut wouldn't yield weird Google results, so they had to make it baby nut. Correct to make us all uncomfortable. That's because that's... clearly that was the goal of this stupid commercial. <laughs> so okay, we reincarnated Mr. Peanut. Congratulations, I guess. Yeah, can't wait to see what's next. <laughs> um, how can he talk? Okay, <laughs> Tom Brady. Uh, Mike called it. It was a commercial. It was a tease for a commercial, a dumb commercial. Yeah. Wait, they're part of the family, right? Hulu? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great commercial. Extraordinary. They don't just have live sports, <laughs> but they do have live sports. Right. And you can get it anywhere, but Tom Brady's not going... What was the whole point? How did he deliver his hilarious joke? He wanted to make a big announcement. That Hulu has live sports. Yeah, pretty much. But then there was something else that led anywhere. to him being like, but I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Walking towards the stadium. Which... The beautiful thing about uh, sports media is like right away we went back into that could mean either that could mean anything. Oh, you didn't take that. Somebody said that could mean because Tom Brady went at the time that that aired was in Miami. Oh, I'm not going anywhere. It could mean he's staying. It could also mean he's just not retiring. Mm. I'm not going anywhere. I'm still going to keep playing. It's like Tom Brady answered a question, but eight questions were asked. So it's like, which question were you answering? He just said yes. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> are you this or this? And he said yes. And we were like, but that doesn't help us. Why did you make a dolphin noise when you said it, Tom? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, yours is better than mine. Damn. It's just because you've got rasp. You'd probably do a better seal. Or, or, or. You can't. You or, cannot trick me into doing or, that. Or, <laughs> Somebody or. walked right past the window when you were doing that. That's why I did it. Uh, Jason Momoa, I didn't watch that one. It is weird. Oh, it's super weird. He like takes off all of his muscles and then turns Ew. into like a skin, his hair and turns into like Why a are we doing dude. this, guys? Just make good commercials. <laughs> he I mean, took we're talking off his about muscle it. because we have to. He was saying like my home is the only place I can like really be me and he like And he's ugly deep of... down inside. Yeah. The other thing Not that happened that and you probably didn't get to see them Katie cuz you weren't watching the commercials, but there was like a even more than just the Wienermobile Mr. Clean Kool-Aid man. There was a ton of crossover ads. Huh. This year like there For was, Bu- like Buick crossover. It was like Bud Light inside of a Tide ad with like three other ads inside of it and tra- this Charlie Day Tide ad was so annoying. Wouldn't oh, it have been crazy yeah. if you put it in the doc that so that I could have known to watch I, it? It would have been crazy, but I literally just thought of it. What was uh, so crazy about it? It was just like he got a stain and then it was like, don't worry about it. You can do it later uh, is the point of the ad campaign. Like now you can use this Tide product and you don't have to get your stain out right away. We'll get it later. And so then like throughout the so whole So they're going Super back Bowl, to he, just being, you don't have to. 
Okay. And being like, still got my stain. And then it was just like, okay, we, okay, Charlie Day. We, we got it. But there's they, also seven other ads inside that ad. Mm. That were like progressions of the same mm. story. I think we're like a couple years away from a Tide ad that like a, somebody scores a touchdown in the Super Bowl and then turns out it was actually just a Tide ad. <laughs> yeah, probably. They're going to be at the losing Super Bowl party and be mm. like, oh, sh- this is actually a Tide ad. I didn't even think I wish it was it. a Tide ad. Tie dad. dad. Say that enough and it sounds weird. It sounds like data. Ta-da. Tie dad. Sounds like a dad that wears ties. Uh, Avocados from Mexico. You had it for a couple years there. You lost it this year. I didn't get it. It was silly. It was stupid. It was a a thing we did a couple weeks ago and it wasn't funny when we did it. It's not funny when they do it. I didn't like it. Okay. Molly Ringwald. Congrats. They left the graphic up that announced it was Molly Ringwald, Ringwald for like two seconds at the end of the commercial. Make a make an ad one time. You can't leave a graphic with that many words up on it up for two seconds. I didn't have time to read it. I had to push pause. Everyone was sad about the Google commercial with Loretta. Yeah. It was sad. Mm-hmm. At the same time, uh, it, they're tricking you with emotions because they want to steal all of your information. So That's don't cool. trust Google to remember things for you. This is how they take over the uh, world. I know it was very touching. Ruin that story. And I'm super cynical. <laughs> it's not a story. It's an ad. It's literal job is to get you to buy a thing. And people were like, oh my God, that was so sad. And it's like, yeah, sure. It also tricked you emotionally into telling Google to remember things for you. Who's to say that Google, when he said Google, when she was like, here's all the things you told me to remind you. She could have snuck one in there that wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. Loretta always wanted you to buy more Google products. Oh, she did? I must go do that. She did want that. It's manipulative. I didn't like it. (laughs) Um, Any other notes? No. (laughs) That's it. I don't... From Again, as a person who didn't get to watch the Super Bowl that way, uh, it seemed like commercials this year weren't good. I don't... There weren't a lot of great ones. There isn't one that I'd be like, that one was incredible. Mm. Okay. Let's move on. I liked the. I did oh. like the John Krasinski or parking the car ad. But that existed before, didn't it? I think it might have. Like but I thought, I saw that where they do the Boston accents. Yeah, with everybody in there. Yeah. Doing all also, self parking cars, beginning of the end. <laughs> Loretta is somewhere self parking in heaven. Wow. Because that is those companies are going to just take us over. Wow. That car should not be able to do all of that, <laughs> and we shouldn't trust it to, because its algorithm is built to kill as few people as possible. So if its Which options are, I'm, it's I have to kill. kill. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole thing against. Have I done this yet on this podcast? No, let's do it again. If you're driving a car, a self-driving car. So if you're sitting in a self-driving car and it's algorithm, there's a situation in which you either can veer off into a group of people and save the driver, or kill the driver and save the people. The car is going to run the quick math and kill the driver. So you're going to buy a car that's going to kill you. It is empower. It is basically designed to kill you skynet wow granted yes the the bigger uh loss of life is avoided mm-hmm. but do you want a car that's like hey if it comes down to it i'm gonna kill you it's a good ethical question yeah well i mean if there was an actual human driving it they'd probably kill all the other people right that's what i just themselves. said yeah. right but still it doesn't freak you out to think that i know on paper kill less people but your car is going to murder you to save some strangers? I don't know that it's murder. It is murdering you. You're dead. <laughs> it's not just popping the airbag and like suffocating you. You're dead. It's murder. <laughs> You're a hero. Your car's a hero. Moving on. The Knicks. Your car's a hero. <laughs> the Knicks. The self-driving car that is the Knicks. 
killed its president, Steve Mills. Uh, he's not dead. He's just not. He's not. He's just no longer with us. Mr. Clean will be at the funeral. Um, yeah, James Dolan fired Steve Mills on Tuesday, just a couple days before the trade deadline. Is that a good idea? Right. So he um, answered every question regarding the Knicks. Uh, the Knicks are what fifteen and thirty six. That's good. Right? Is that good? I'm shocked they've won fifteen games. That's that good, good, right? Um, they want uh, Ujiri, but he's under contract through next season, so they're going to have to. Uh, it would require compensation, which is the whole reason Ujiri did not go, didn't go to the Knicks. That's why Dolan didn't get him when they got rid of Phil Jackson, mm-hmm. because he didn't want to uh, compensate. Is that the word I'm looking for? Compense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. Want Whatever. To uh, he didn't want to pay him. Tomorrow's trade deadline. I'm so confused by this big trade. The 12-player, four-team deal? Yeah. The most expansive trade in 20 years, which sounds like a, a country bumpkin saying it's expensive, but it, it just means <laughs> expansive. <laughs> most expansive trade. Oh, my. You, yeah. It's the most expansive trade. Okay, now read all of the details. What are you doing? Cancel. That's just the Southern Bell. <laughs> I know, but Country Bumpkin is a She's little writing, different. No, it and isn't. I'm writing it under Look, Hansen I had this conversation with Ashley earlier where she was like, <laughs> Can you do an old mobster? I was like, No. <laughs> and then she, I was like, We did something very similar. She's like, Well, you did an old timey newspaper. And I'm like, Lady, <laughs> I have four voices. Those are the same voices. I have to if come up with say, like three voices Ashley, every no, week. Just, I'm running no, you out don't. Of you just have to keep putting them in different situations. Ashley, Remember, we solved this problem already. Country Bumpkin is Southern Bell. If you're writing on your cup, you should probably add DJ at the losing team's Super Bowl party. Oh, God. Just, just you know, I mean, just... Write it in code words. While, while we're here. Uh, so, here's... I'm going to try my best to explain this. And then we're going to move on because nobody gives a shit about our analysis about this trade. Mm. The Houston Rockets acquired Minnesota Timberwolves' Robert Covington, and they traded center Clint Capella to the Hawks. They also, the Timberwolves... Oh, no, wait, not... They haven't gotten any... I'm up already the Timberwolves get two first round picks including Houston's 2020 pick which they then moved on to the Denver Nuggets for guard Malik Beasley there's going to be names in here I don't know how to pronounce I shouldn't have even gotten into this and uh forward Juan Hernan Hernan Gomez Hernan Gomez Hernan wow yeah. uh sources said why is that <laughs> sources said uh, then the Timberwolves keep the best available first round pick in the trade deadline marketplace Atlanta's 2020 first round pick that they got from the Nets. Then Denver gets Houston's 2020 first round pick. Minnesota also acquires Evan Turner from Atlanta and Jared Vanderbilt from Denver. Denver also is going to get Minnesota guard Shabazz Napier, forward Keita Bates-Diop, yep, forward Noah Vonley and injured guard Gerald Green. Atlanta acquires Houston center Nene Hilario. He's 37. Also, I never knew Hilario was... I thought we were just calling him Nene. I think we mostly do. I didn't know. But Hilario is a Hilario's last name, and I wish we knew it sooner. Uh, Houston, we're not done. Houston's also going to get Jordan Bell from Minnesota and an Atlanta 2024 second round pick via the Golden State Warriors. That's not a fifth team involved in the draft, but it is the fifth team I've I mean in the trade but it's the fifth team I've mentioned Atlanta is gonna then just side note Atlanta is gonna waive Chandler Parsons and his expiring 25.1 million dollar contract to create roster space to complete this convoluted four-team trade and all I care about is the fact that Carl Anthony Towns reacted to this news (laughs) with four memes that were like a mix of shocked and sad it was uh Cameron on 60 minutes introspective John Cena 
<laughs> Drake doing something and DJ Jazzy Jeff in court. <laughs> <laughs> I we think... still have another day of these trades. Yeah. That is so friggin' complicated to me. Yeah, but really what it comes down to, Katie, is the Hawks... They were able to get the center that they were looking for for that pick and roll option with Trey Young. So I really think they came out the big winners here. Nice. She said confidently after nice. reading three articles. Woo, woo. Earlier, Ashley goes, I really wish one of us was huge into basketball. <laughs> and I was like, I wish a lot of things, Ashley, but it's just the way that it is. Their analysis. Boom. I'm huge into everything off the court in basketball. <laughs> it's so fun. I know. Uh, the All-Star Game is this weekend. Like I said, we were going to go, but we're not. Uh, it's in Chicago. They're going to pick the teams next, next weekend. weekend. That's what I meant. Yeah. Did I say this weekend? Mm-hmm. Does, is it, does it say this weekend ball. in the dock? Ooh, yeah. Is that in why bold. I said it, you think? In bold. Because it says this weekend and I'm Ron Burgundy. I just, I just changed it in the dock, just so you know. Well, to na- right now you changed it? <laughs> we print them, Jay, and you know that because we don't have computers in here. Uh, tomorrow night being Thursday night, they're picking the teams? Or is it tonight? Uh, uh, Thursday night, they pick the teams. He said confidently. This Thursday night. Uh, uh, Giannis and LeBron are the captains. Okay. I don't know. We don't have enough time. Okay. Gritty. We got to get to gritty. Go ahead. <laughs> cleared of assault know. charges. I feel, what? I don't know how I feel about the drum roll. Well, he was cleared, though. <laughs> he was cleared. Okay. It wasn't okay. like going to jail. Okay. Gritty. <laughs> Hit a kid. Yeah. Going to jail. Uh, no. Cleared <laughs> of assault charges. And thank God. We hadn't talked about this on the podcast because I didn't, you know, you don't know. You don't want to talk about something and be like, our experience with him has been positive because that's, you know, people do that mm-hmm. and it's not fair because uh, you, a guy can be a good guy and still assault somebody. Right. The story smelled fishy from the start. It was a, a basically a dad and his kid got this private photo shoot thing with him as like a benefit for, I don't know, season ticket holder or something like that. And then the father alleged that uh, the kid that Gritty punched, ran, took a running start and punched his kid Full speed. In the back, right? Right. To which I, at the time, when I read the article, I was with Jay. We were in Orlando. Uh, and I turned and I was like, that kid would have a broken nose. Right. Not whatever it was that they, like, he had, like, a something about his, a, he basically had a bruise on his back. And then they used medical words to make it sound like a bigger deal. Um, Then the dad, like, I guess, emailed the team and was like, I don't like the picture that we got. Give us something else. And they were like, no. And then he's like, Gritty assaulted my kid. But his profile picture on Facebook was the picture they took with Gritty. And it, none of it really added up. Yeah. It was investigated by the team. The team found nothing wrong. But then the cops investigated it and then they cleared Gritty. What I, The point of this that I want to get to mm-hmm. is how much respect I have slash confusion for journalists and law enforcement throughout this entire thing. <laughs> a week, two weeks maybe, this saga. Yeah, To weeks. continue to call him Gritty. At oh. no point... Did anyone even reference that there were a human yeah. inside of the suit? Mm-hmm. When you press charges against Gritty, <laughs> I assume you're pressing charges against the person inside the suit. Right. But they treated him as like a discreet individual. Like charges dropped against Gritty, who is really not makes, a real really person. Think, right. Really makes right. you think. The, makes you think what? I mean, maybe he's not. A, maybe Gritty's just a thing. You Grit, know? We've met him, Jay. We. The magic is still here for me. The magic's even more here for me than it was before I met the man <laughs> inside the suit. Uh, but it's just fascinating. Yeah, it's it's on its face bad journalism, <laughs> but 
also makes me feel like I can't ever tell the secret that I know about Gritty that I've accidentally kind of told a couple times on this podcast. Because <laughs> if the media, if someone's getting sued or uh, accused of a thing and you don't name them, that means that like that anonymity is important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, th- I feel like maybe if they if he was charged, they would. They'd have to, they'd right? Have to. Imagine yeah. if it just said like, defendant Gritty. How do you plead? And he's like, puts his hands up like, no. <laughs> can't talk. Does Literally the hip thing. Talk. Does the hip thing. Like, do you want to defend yourself? No. Like, he just sat there in silence. <laughs> he holds up five. He tries to hold up five fingers because he wants to plead the fifth, but he only has four on each hand. Man. Phil sketch coming on. Ugh, I, can't, I will never do another gritty sketch. God, what a long day that was. Um, and then, you know, just to show us that he wasn't going to take any speed off his fastball, he then embarrassed and taunted a nun. <laughs> it's so fun to watch. Please go look that up too. Go look it up and let me tell you, it was traveling. So honestly, <laughs> the first one, yeah. yeah, there was a lot of traveling. My favorite part of the video is just the sheer delight that the kids watching it have. Yeah, because you know so great. They, those nuns are strict and yes. like make their lives complicated. And it's and just joy. Like, ah! It's such pure joy. It's so great. But weirdly, when Gritty does the hip thing to the nun that he like stuffs, mm-hmm. it feels so much like a middle finger. I know it isn't, but it's like, that is gritty. He's like, the way he does it feels like a, you know? It's his Matumbo. Yeah. <laughs> really beautiful. So congratulations to Gritty and the and just Gritty. <laughs> gritty yeah. only. Right. What if it was like Gritty cleared of assault charges? Man inside Gritty going to jail. <laughs> uh, okay. Mookie bets. I don't want to talk about it. So just give treetops feeling. The socks have sent Mookie Betts and David Price to L.A. um, to the Dodgers. In exchange, the Red Sox will reportedly receive L.A. outfielder Alex Verdugo and Twins pitching prospect Bruce Dar Gratterall. Betts reportedly asked for $420 million (laughs) over 12 years. Going really good. Uh, Ken Rosenthal tweeted, Two AL execs tell me criticism of Red Sox is misplaced. The Sox get, number one, two talented youngsters with greater value than draft pick if Betts had left as a free agent. If. Mm-hmm. If. Mm-hmm. Ability to get under threshold and reset penalty rate to minimum. 40 to $50 million in payroll flexibility in coming seasons. And I just feel like executives have lost touch with the fact that we're not out there rooting for payroll flexibility right i don't go to a game with a spreadsheet and get thrilled at how much money i've saved especially because oh ticket prices go up every year for a baseball game and if you want me to shell out the money to come to your games and it's going to get more and more expensive you better put a product on that field that's worth seeing not tell me that criticizing your deal is unfounded because look how much money you saved if you were to tell us that criticism of that is misplaced because the Sox saved all this money and ticket prices are going down, fine. But that's not what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You're saying I saved money. So I responded to that Ken Rosenthal tweet Oh, with, I know you're sad that your dog ran away, son, but think of all the money I'll save in pet supplies. That's <laughs> what you're saying. Sorry the thing you liked is gone, but I saved a bunch of money on my car insurance by switching to Geico. (laughs) I don't care that you saved money. Two of those bullet points are like, 
We're going to have a lot of money. And that last one, 40 to 50 million in payroll flexibility in coming seasons, is to get a player who you hope one day is as good as Mookie Betts. So it's like this illusion of buying into an opportunity instead of banking on the reality of what you have already. Mm -hmm. Let's go get a prospect and hope it turns out instead of keeping this thing that we know worked out. It's Mookie Betts. If it weren't for Mike Trout... He would have won a bunch of awards already through his career. Like, he is one of the top players in the league. And if a team can afford to pl- to pay him, which, I mean, he's not gone. He's going to another team. So if a team can afford him, it's insane that the Red Sox are arguing that they can't. And I understand that this is why Dombrowski is gone, because he signed a bunch of dumb contracts and paid too many pitchers too much money. Chris Sale, Eovaldi, um, uh, what's his face? We just got rid David Price. We're all on these huge, ridiculous deals. And that's why this year was about getting us underneath that, that salary cap threshold so we wouldn't get hit with a penalty. But we're the Boston. We're not a small market <laughs> yeah. team. Yep. They have so much money. And now we just get rid of this really good. It just makes me feel like when a player gets good enough under this new weird money ball league, you're just going to get rid of him because now he's now he knows he's good and he's going to ask for what he deserves. And when he asks for what he deserves, let's go get somebody else and hope they pan out and don't realize how good they are until way later. It sucks. I loved Mookie Betts. He was fun to watch. I get it. Nobody feels bad for a Red Sox fan. But this isn't about the Red Sox. This is like if this can happen to the Red Sox. Yeah, it's going to happen. It just sucks. The way money is moved around in Major League Baseball and even just like the 20% of it that I understand. I'm like, it sucks. Because ticket prices everywhere go up every year. Mm-hmm. And there's things like service time manipulation and all this other shit that's putting money back in the pockets of the people who own the teams. And that's not being reflected to fans. And like these teams are, are trying to put together championships in these like ticky tack ways with like rough and tumble groups of nobodies, which can be fun. But doesn't pan out every time. So then you've got people paying a ton of money to watch a bunch of people that they don't know. And sure, if it works out, it's like, look at all these, like, what a cool team. I love rooting for the underdog. If it doesn't work out, you're just watching a bunch of not that great guys play a game for a ton of money. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like the the front offices are forgetting that, like, win a championship or don't, but put an entertaining product on the field. If you're going to charge that much money for a family to go, for a family of four to come to your game, put a good, make it a good game. Yeah. I think it's kind of like, in a way, it's like people who save all their money, like for their whole life, they're saving, 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 saving. They're so stingy. And you're like, well, what are you saving it for? Right. Where, when are you going to spend it and like enjoy it? And it's kind of like, like you said, like the Red Sox. They they were enjoying it. They won in what twenty seventeen? It's like they just won. He was great. He was so fun to watch. He was so talented. He's young, and it's like, well, you gave it away so that I have money. It's like, but cool. That money is going to go to what to a guy to you hope becomes Mookie Betts. Build another team that yeah. eventually is going to win you a championship. That's what this is about, isn't it? So like, right. why would you? He should be what you're building your team around, not what you're getting rid of to then try to build from the ground up to like it. It makes. No sense to me, and I'm really sorry. It's just a bummer. Because, like, as I've gotten older, I think it's a combination of getting older 
and working in sports that has made me less of a Red Sox fan than I used to be. And I, I know that sounds really weird, and I'll try to explain it, but I'm still probably going to get torn apart for this take. But, like, when you have to watch every sport in the way that, like, I now know more about other teams than I ever cared to. Mm-hmm. When I grew up a sports fan, it was like I would just loved the Red Sox, loved the Bruins, loved the Patriots, knew everything about them, knew the teams we played often, but couldn't go into depth about them at any length. Now it's my job to do that, to take more of a bird's eye view. And so I've kind of gone less passionate about my teams in terms of like watching them in a dedicated way, um, but more about the league as a whole. And so like baseball is one of those sports that I'm like, man, there's just too many games. If I've got to watch a bunch of stuff, it's just I can't watch every baseball game. Mm-hmm. And it's that sport like so the Red Sox Mookie Betts was the like, yeah, but you got to watch Mookie. You got to watch Mookie. Now it's like, okay, glad we paid Eovaldi all that money so that we could ship Mookie Betts to L.A. With David Price. I just, I'm upset. I'm sorry. When they first, when it first was announced, everyone was like, no one was reporting what we were going to get back, what the Red Sox were going to get back. And uh, everyone was like, it's got to be something big, <laughs> which makes it so much worse when it's not. But like, right. here's the thing. What... What could they have gotten back that would make this feel worthwhile? I can't – and I don't know. I just can't think of anything that's more exciting than Mookie personally. Yeah, I know, Ashley. You're rubbing it in. I, I'm not I, – You know what is more exciting? It's like Babe Ruth all over again. You know what is more exciting? Mighty Ducks might be coming – I'm not excited about that either. Oh, really? Mighty Ducks might be coming back. A reboot could be – we got a couple things coming back from our childhood. Uh, uh, Mighty Ducks – Dunkaroos and Discovery Zone. Mm-hmm. Um, Mighty Ducks could become a Disney Plus a reboot as early as this year. That makes me confused. What is? Did they make it yet? <laughs> I think they, they, maybe they're shooting it now. Question yeah, now. I think they're shooting it now. Emilio Estevez starring role. Reportedly, that's not confirmed by Disney Plus yet. I just can't believe he had the time. <laughs> um, Emilio. <laughs> which uh, it's going to focus on a 13-year-old boy who gets kicked off of the junior Mighty Ducks team after which he and his mom decide to start their own team. Oh, maybe I'm back in. Ooh. Where's Joshua Jackson? I would 100% watch if he was in it. But what That's would what he play? Saying. What if he's now the the skate sharpener guy? Yes. Aww. He runs the pro shop. Aww. I'd be in on that. Maybe he's the coach of the new team. But it sounds like Amelia, Emilio. Well, I feel like Emilio's... Maybe Emilio runs the pro shop. I thought Emilio. I thought Emilio was still the coach of the Mighty Ducks. Oh, do you? But think the coach a, of the new team is the mom, isn't it? Well, I mean, she could just be organizing it. I don't she's, know. If she's, she's a coaching GM. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Charlie Conway should be the coach. Emilio Estevez, in his role, should be the skate sharpener. I think we saw. No, that. I think Emilio should coach the Ducks, and Charlie should coach the other team. Okay, I'm yeah. in on that. Yeah, I'm in on that. And the mom's the GM. The mom's the GM. Yeah, I like that. What 13-year-old boy sits down with their mom and is like, let's start our own team? This is implausible, but so is, you know, rollerblading through the Mall of America, so <laughs> that's fine. Dunkaroos, they tweeted a 90... 90- Who saw the tweet? Who followed Dunkaroos? I, a I lot saw of the people, tweet. I guess. I'm just saying, how does that go viral when it's like, well, I don't follow Dunkaroos, so who's the first person that sees it? Who's patient zero on a Dunkaroos tweet? <laughs> anyway, they tweeted a 90s-themed video talking about things that were and were not coming back. Ending on Dunkaroos, which does come back in summer 2020. What was in the video, Jay? Frosted tips, uh, not coming back. Well, says who? 
That's. I mean, that's what I. I don't know how they determine Dunkaroos. these. I don't know. If frosted tips are also what I just called the Dunkaroos I made in the meantime, nice. which is you buy a bunch of frosting and tip and tips. Just dip, just put just the tip. You in put it. just the tip in it of the cookie Great. of a frosting. Teddy Graham if you're really. Around. Oh boy! Oh, oh shit! Chocolate chip Teddy Grahams in the Dunkaroos—that was legendary. Yeah, cassette tapes definitely not coming back. No, I can't which, see them coming back. You know, soon. do you call it a Walkman or a Walkman? Walkman. Oh really? Yeah. I call it a Walkman. I feel like we had this conversation. If it wasn't you, I had it recently. Where I was—I think somebody in a commercial or something called it a Walkman, and I was like, "That's what I say." Oh wait, maybe it is Walkman. Maybe I say Walkman, Walkman. and somebody it's called not, it a Walkman, and I was like, hmm? "It's not—it's not the last name. It's Walkman. It's Walkman. There's there, and a disc man. Attorney's general. It's Walkman and a disc man. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. definitely Walksman. Not Spider. We had multiple Walksman <laughs> in my house. <laughs> Uh, 90s fashion, they said, probably coming back. Already back. Someone argued. Yeah, the it, fanny packs. Already, here. already back. Come on. Already here. Uh, and then finally, Dunker is definitely coming back. Summer 2020. Okay. Summer I of 20. They've weird. announced they need a couple. They need longer to bring that than they need to make the Mighty Ducks reboot. Yeah. <laughs> Mighty Ducks might time. be the end of the year. Might be this year. Starring in Dunkers. Uh, I feel weird because I feel like I've seen Dunkaroos in like when you go to like 99 cent stores. And they like still. How old are those Dunkaroos? Oh that man, they have no, on they their shelf? they had them. They were still available in like Canada. Like you could still buy them. I just don't think they were in the U.S. Okay, so maybe so they, I'm not going to they be stores in Canada. So they're I don't they're know. redistributing in the United States. Oh well, congrats! Um, you read the story. I didn't, so that was good. I saw. I saw smart. it somewhere. You're smart. Yeah. Discovery Zone. <laughs> Coming back. It's coming back. It, so good news, bad news. <laughs> Discovery Zone's coming back. Bad news. In Cincinnati. <laughs> so we're going to make 2020 is the year that we make Cincinnati a destination. Joe Burrow and Discovery Zone. Oh, man. Everything's coming up, Cincy. <laughs> wow. wow. I'm going to eat some of that pasta with the chili on top. No, no. Don't do that. I won't. Gross. Don't do that. Uh, it is, it clo- the last one closed in 96 after bankruptcy. Did you have one in your town? No. We had a knockoff one. Oh, really? You we had a Discovery one? Zone had like, did it have an indoor uh, had, roller had- coaster? No. Because we had one that had an indoor roller coaster, but it wasn't a Discovery Zone. It was a, um, I want to say like Bozos or like, it was like a clown name. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bozo question, bro. Feels right. Yeah. Bozos. <laughs> bozos. <laughs> Somebody from my hometown. Take your kids to Bozos. It's, it's now it's a furniture family. store. Like, Great. Oh, Don't mm-hmm. take your kids there. Um, it is a entertainment facility. That's vague. It's going to open Friday. Oh, this Friday. Yeah, this Friday. <laughs> In a massive storefront in the northern end of the Eastgate Mall <laughs> near Dillard. So if you're in Cincinnati, you now have detailed... What I'm so glad this is in the dock. The directions of how to get to the Discovery Zone when in I went Cincinnati. To this, article, this was the lead. And I was like, you know what? Let's give the people... Was it from right. like the Cincinnati Sun? <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, for sure. It looks similar. Judging by pictures, it looks very similar to the old DZ. It's got indoor mazes, ball pits, and arcade games. What more could you want? An indoor mm-hmm. roller coaster. But the same photos, kids. <laughs> Uh, so wait, did you have one, Jay? Yeah, I had one. Where'd you grow up? St. Louis? Yeah. Do they only put them in sad, sad places? <laughs> I am going to decline to answer that question. You're going to plead the fourth? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to plead the fourth. <laughs> That's great. Um, all right, let's, uh, since we're going to do XFL in the second half. <laughs> <laughs> How long Damn we right, we're here? still in the what's first the, half. What's the current TRT? Uh, I want to say two. It's already at two hours? I want to say we're Wait, at Christina, two. Christina, do you have a time? 
We're at one thirty forty eight right now. Okay. okay. Should we skip XFL then and just minutes. put an ad in the middle, or should we? Uh, what do you want to do? Or should we power through <laughs> it just fast? I can go through it fast. We'll do XFL fast, but um, there's a part of the podcast we normally do towards the end of that that mm-hmm. I'm just going to move up to now. Okay. I just can't remember how I toss it to you now, and then we get and how to. You know what? I'm just going to let somebody else do it. Hi, I'm Peter Pilot. Let's head over to Ashley Braban for your Bachelor update. Doodly do. Doodly do. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> Wait, should we talk about that now, or just pretend like be cool and just do the Bachelor update? Uh, we met Peter Pilot. Yeah, we did. He came to the office. Uh-huh. You're very smiley about it right now. It was pretty cool. Yeah, he was. Uh, it was very charming. Like. Way more likable in person than he is on television. Yeah, absolutely. But also, um, we're, we made, we did a segment with him that we're going to save and put on our TV show. So you'll see it eventually. But he's very good at convincing you he really likes you. It's part of the segment. I can't really explain it without giving it all away. But he he d- did he was very good at seeming authentic. And it had to be inauthentic because we'd never met before. I'll just say that. Oh, you mean like he in was, the bit or even outside the bit? In the bit. He, I felt like even outside the bit, he just seemed like he was very, Outside the bit, he seemed authentic. Yeah. But because inside the bit, I had seen him <laughs> seem authentic, and I was like, but you just met me. Uh, that made me surprised and a little weary. Weary? Weary. Weary. Not weary. I wasn't tired. Well. But I was very wary. Uh, but he's cute. He was cute. He was nice. He had a good sense of humor. Yeah. We tried to get we tried to get spoilers so hard. We did. Every time he was like, she's a great girl. I'm like, oh, you wouldn't say that about your fiancé. Yeah, he was like, oh, that girl, she's sexy. I'm like, that girl, you don't call your fiance that girl. Crap. One piece of insight that he gave us that somebody asked me on Instagram later um, was that when Kelly did what she did this week, Mm -hmm. which you're going to get to in our Bachelor update, doodly-doo, he said to you, he's like, I actually thought that was so sexy because someone said to me, like, ask him if he hated a woman calling him out because it showed on TV. And it was like, no, he actually told us that he loved it. Oh, you have it? Mm. Say that again. I'll be real. I thought that was the sexiest thing ever. What, so, Jay, were you recording the whole conversation? Um, I, I wasn't not recording. I mean, it. he was mic'd up, I guess. Wow, was that up. was I don't, really... You just clipped that part that was and had the, it ready to go? That was the most effective drop you've ever done. It <laughs> caught me off guard so badly. Normally, it's like, let's go to a voicemail, and then we wait 14 minutes, and then the voicemail plays, and it's the wrong one. And that, Even you a just, broken clock is right twice a day. How did you have that? I, but that's the I only time you've been right, of, so it's just the one time. I got a couple of Peter Pilot drops I'd like to work into the Bachelor. Let's go, Ashley. Oh, go wow. ahead. Hi. 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 I'm Ashley Brayband here with your... Ba- Sorry. Thanks, Peter. Hi. Hi. I'm Ashley Brayband here with your Bachelor update. This My tone of this update's going to change having met him yesterday because it was going to be a little harsh towards him i when i met him i said it's so nice to meet you i've talked a lot of shit about you yeah <laughs> yeah you came right out and you're like how does it feel that everyone's what mm. I can brutal. you're brutal i'm brutal yeah yes yeah. yeah. your drops you were... are quiet so we're gonna have to keep pausing <laughs> Go do ahead. you have the part where she's like everyone says you're bad uh i did not <laughs> no that was right at the, that was 80. before he was mic'd up okay. <laughs> i said everyone says you're bad but i think you're fine it's a very famous uh, way of saying a mean thing to somebody without taking credit. Go. We don't have to. Okay, sorry. So it was a three hour episode. So we're going to have to fly through all this. And there's another one tonight. Oh so my God. it's got a lot. Okay. Anyway. So what a finasco. We start the episode with Peter rescinding Alea's group date, Rose. Okay. So remember he brought her back. do that. Yeah. You can't. 
he okay. he was just like, actually, there's a lot of drama, so I don't want to keep putting you through this. And he sends her home. Weird. So pretty much what we learned about Peter is that he's easily manipulated and probably needs to sack up a little bit, which I did not wow, say to his face. That's softened? Um, they So after after that rose ceremony in which – so I lost Alea and I lost Savannah – um, tough rose ceremony for me. Mm. The group goes to dun, 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 Costa Rica, which, fun aside, they went to Arenal, which is like where I lived for three and a half weeks what? when I taught English. What and the other life did you they live? They went to, um, I lived I with a family that. in Costa Rica and taught English at a school. Anyways, they I knew went this to about my place. best friend famously. They went, the place where they're staying, the springs, I went to. I like, mm. it was, anyway, it was very weird. Cool. So, off pot, off pot. Okay, off pot, off pot. So, Sydney had a one-on-one. He told her she was the best kisser in the group, which feels like an interesting choice because, like, what if he doesn't end up with her? Also, just a weird compliment to give. He's just like, yeah. oh, you're the best kisser. Don't say anything. Said that Don't tell anyone. School. It's like, well, I mean, if you've got 12 girlfriends. Yeah. She's like, ooh, tell me again. Uh, she actually talked a lot about her upbringing, which was really interesting and deep. And then he responded with, like, nothing. Dope, brah. Let's make out more. Because she's biracial and she grew up in Alabama. And so she was, like harassed by people and mm. it was just like man let's like i want to hear more about this and have an interesting conversation about it but, but they this didn't. is the bachelor and we need to get to the fashion but, competition but she got the rose so the next group date is modeling and they <sighs> essentially all take pictures with peter and they pick who does the best job and they get to be on the cover of cosmo except they don't because victoria f won and victoria f used to model for white lives white lives matter which what yeah, this well, was in the episode? No. no. Oh. So we that came out on social like since this season. It's like, oh look, she used to model for this white li- white lives matter company. But it's like it's actually like a Marlin thing. Because they're trying to say, like, don't overfish the white Marlin versus the blue Marlin. But in any case, Cosmo put out a statement and they're like, I don't care about the fishing. You're using like a racial undertone. We support Black Lives Matter, so we're not gonna put her on our cover. Okay, so after that group date, Victoria Wait, can we talk about the bathing suits? Oh, sure. What Did you watch or did you see pictures? I was watching other people react to the episode. Oh, okay. They they digitally covered up all their butts. Did you not notice this? Um, They were all wearing what's the style right now in bikinis. Mm-hmm. I didn't see this trending on Twitter or anything, so I don't know how many people noticed it or talked about it. They were all wearing bikini bottoms that clearly went in and showed their butts because that's, that's how they make bathing suits now, especially when you're like model hot. That's right. what you're wearing. And they somebody they went in it? and no, they just paint it. They tried to make it look like the bathing suits were full coverage. Oh, I didn't. They see They just that. painted on their butt cheeks. Oh, that's so weird. It was jarring. I need to see a. Picture I might have of taken that. a screen grab, but I was like, "Wait, why do they think we're stupid?" Also, why do you keep having bikini themed contests and stuff when you're when you can't show the butt? It was, why would you, like, they brought the bathing suits for them to pick from. Yeah. Like, they had the racks of bathing suits, and they were like, pick something you'll look great in. Oh, wow. They're just colored on. That's so weird. It was so, look at that. That one moved when she was walking down the stairs. She was not wearing granny panties like that. It was like a thong cut, not thong, but yeah. what's in between. You know, know what I mean? It's yeah. like, a, I think they're called French cut. Sure. She had sure, a lot of sure. cheek, but so they just covered it with like these big blobs. Like it looked like they did it in MS Paint. That's so weird. Anyway, go ahead. Anyway, Sorry, so Han Ann got the group date rose, but 
there was some drama on the group date with Kelsey because Kelsey spent the day before drinking wine and crying because she was really upset because she was falling in love with Peter and having to watch Peter go on a date with another person, which, spoiler alert, is the premise of the entire show, was really hard for her emotionally. But Tammy, who's on Jay's team, decided to like... I've just lost... It's fine. Keep going. Kelsey was crying. No, it doesn't matter. Tammy don't re- told you don't have time Peter, for you to recap. Kelsey was like emotionally unstable and had a mental breakdown. Oh. So Tammy had a big heel turn in this episode. Okay. Um, mental breakdown's a phrase we probably shouldn't use. Yeah. And then she like later accused her of like pill popping. And you're like and she was like, I take ADHD, I take Adderall, Adderall. and birth control. Mm. It, anyway, that was a drama with Kelsey. A lot of people were yelling at each other. Um at one point, Kelsey snuck over to go see Peter just to be like, I wanna I want to squash this. I'm hearing all these rumors. None of them are true. I'm just emotional. I cry a lot. That's how I, like, I demonstrate my emotion. Um, but I don't have a drinking problem. I'm not popping pills. None of that's true. And he's like, thank you so much. You're the best. Here's a rose. So he just gives her a rose. She goes to his villa to, like, see him, and he gives her a rose. So she goes back Sorry? to the house. And, like, every all the girls are like, what the Where'd hell? You, which rose is that? What's that rose called? Yeah. <laughs> so now everyone hates Kelsey, but they also hate Tammy. Okay, um, what? there's so much girl drama So this much season. drama. The really refreshing part was Kelly got the one-on-one. Reminder, Kelly is on my team. Yeah, people know. And um, <laughs> Peter, <that>. was like, <laughs> Peter was like, uh, basically, she's not trying, like, do you even want to be here? And she's like, do you even want a wife? Because you keep rewarding all this drama, and if you were serious about this, you wouldn't be doing that. It was so nice for her to just call him out on it and be like, I want someone who's going to challenge me and, like, be mature and, like, no offense to Hannah Ann, but she and I are at, like, different points of our life. Mm. And if, like, you're not ready for a wife, like, you're not de- demonstrating the behavior. It's the conversation that should have happened at least once in every single season exactly. and has never happened. And I'm saying at least once. It should be happening a lot more. Yeah. Like, if people are legitimately going yeah. there for relationships. Which they aren't. Those are the conversations. If they're there they're for having. the right reasons. That's right. That's right. So she gets a rose, which is great. I was a little bit nervous, to be honest, that mm. he was going to send her home. Um, and then he just, Peter decides that there's going to be... He, After his visit with Kelsey, he has all the clarity he needs, so he's not going to have a cocktail party. And so people lose their minds. They're all screaming at each other. I heard McKenna was very upset about the lack of a cocktail. She was, Mm. because he hasn't gotten to see her heart and see how great she is. She's so expressive and whiny, it's really unbearable. Excuse me? Yeah, she's bad. How dare you? She just seems expressive because her eyebrows are a different color than her hair. Very interesting facial expressions and does this weird thing with her tongue. That if you look up screen well, grabs, you it, think it's, it's weird. One man's trash, another man's treasure. Check it out. Before Maybe he's you make into that the tongue call. thing. I'm not making a call. So they're standing about to start the rose ceremony, and Tammy's like, "Hold on, Peter, before we start," and like pulls him to the side to like go talk. And then McKenna is like, "Can I interrupt you?" And they're like, "You're making a cocktail party at the rose ceremony," but I guess it worked because Peter kept Tammy and McKenna, oh. but sent home. Lexi from your team, no. Jay, oh. and I forgot who that Shean was. and Shean made it this far. Yeah, huh? Yeah. Wow. Um, and I think those were the two. So overall, in this three-hour episode, we lost Alea, Savannah, Lexi, Deandra, Kiara, and Shean. Nobody from my team. No. Oh, oh. So we there are ten women left. I still have Kelly and Victoria P. Katie, you still have Madison and McKenna. Jay, you have Hannah Ann, Victoria F, and Tammy. And then there's also Sydney, Kelsey, and Natasha. And Jay, let me ask you, are you going to do the right thing and denounce, uh, take uh, Victoria P off of your team? F, F Victoria F, off of your team? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Wow, look at that. Really strong. So let's go ahead and cross off Victoria F. Wow. J, 
Jay has just removed her from his team. Yep. Pronounced. And that was your Bachelor update. Doodly doot. Do you normally do the doodly doot? I think I do on the back end, yeah. Oh. Can we get Peter to do it again? No. They'll take Jay too uh, long. I'm trying. <laughs> uh, all right. Jeez, Louise. I'm deeply sorry, but today's oh, podcast. Shit, I forgot a big part. His injury. They finally told us how he got hurt. He walked into a golf cart and then like ricocheted his head off of the golf cart into a glass he was holding and smashed his forehead with a glass and needed 22 stitches. It was an insane amount of stitches and a large cut for a man that just bounced his head into a glass. Yeah. Also, the dramatic reenactment of it, completely unnecessary. Yeah, they had the footage. They made it like a Dateline thing and then they ended up having the footage, which was like, what's this? Doodly doot. Doodly doot. Today's podcast also brought to you by LinkedIn. So, Ashley, how would you like me to tell the people about LinkedIn? I really missed um, when you guys went out dancing together. And I was kind of thinking, like, I want to dance with somebody. Oh, God. You know? Are there only two ad reads today? Oh. Get a job. Oh, you want a job? Uh. Hiring (laughs) the right people is one of the best ways to help grow your business, but it shouldn't take time away from your LinkedIn job screens candidates with the hard and soft skills that you're looking for. So you can hire the right person past things like collaboration, creativity, adaptability. LinkedIn looks beyond the work skills and puts your job post in. Oh, does it keep going? <laughs> I guess. Who qualified candidates? Who match your business requirements? Perfectly unlike this every. <laughs> That's how LinkedIn makes sure your job post is seen. By other people who you want to hire. People with the skills, qualifications, and other interests that will help your business grow. It's no wonder a person is hired every eight, every eight seconds <laughs> with LinkedIn. And why this is impossible to do. <laughs> and why companies rated LinkedIn jobs. The number one hiring platform for delivering quality hires. Find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn. Jobs, you can pay what you want. What I want. And get the first $50 off just visit, off just visit. LinkedIn.com slash Noli, yeah. Ooh, yeah. LinkedIn.com. Again, 
off your first job post and terms and conditions apply. It's the end of the ad. Terms and conditions apply. <laughs> Keep change. Don't you want to drop? Don't you want to drop? Don't you want to use LinkedIn? I want to just use LinkedIn. Ah, new job, but that's not what this is for. This is don't if you, you need to hire somebody. somebody. Oh, I want to work with somebody. I need to find the person I want to work with. This, are we fading me out? I feel like I'm at the award show giving a speech. Oh. Got off to a good start. Oh, boy, that was fun. Oh, it was uh, just a whole bunch of words that don't fit. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the XFL. I really feel like we should just save this for next week and end the podcast. Ooh, a tease? Because I wanted, here's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about what's different between the XFL and the NFL because there's actually a lot of interesting rule changes. And it's not as crazy as it was the last XFL. And then we have all the teams, and I was going to go through like people you would know on them and the coaches, and then I have, a, I have my favorite who I'm riding with this year. Okay. But I thought we could all pick a team. That's going to take... Another three hours. Three I know. six hours. But it does start this week. So let me try to give treetops. What if we just say the teams that we're riding with as a tease, and then next week we will... A, see how they did this week, and B, talk about them. All right. So the first game in the XFL is Saturday. It's Seattle versus D.C. at 2 p.m. Eastern on ABC. Just so you guys know, broadcast rights, every game is either going to be on ABC, ESPN, any of the ESPNs, Fox, or FS1. So right away, great broadcast rights. Mm -hmm. But in 2020, they're not getting paid for those. So networks are going to cover the production costs, but the XFL doesn't get paid the way we like pay the NFL however many millions of dollars, billions of dollars, millions of dollars uh, for their footage. Uh, basically, the reason they're bringing the XFL back, there was a study performed three years ago by McKinsey Global Institute that suggested that like 40 million hardcore fans, when the Super Bowl's over, they really want more football. So Vince McMahon was like, I've done this in 2001, <laughs> but he wanted to do it the opposite of how we did it before. So before, if you if you remember... If you had to describe the XFL, it was gimmicky. There were nicknames on the back of jerseys. There was like cheerleaders. There was like that upskirt shot of a cheerleader during one of the games. It was just like an insane league. Uh, Vince wanted to make an actual football league that you could take seriously. So he hired uh, Oliver Luck to be the commissioner, a very well-respected name in football. Um I shouldn't be saying these in the same breath. Dean Blandino is going to be the officiating chief. Uh <laughs> Our good friend, friend of the pod, yeah. Dean Blandino. Mm-hmm. Um, the stadiums they're going to play in, it's a combination. Some will play in NFL stadiums, uh, some are in NCAA stadiums, some are in Major League Soccer stadiums, and some are in baseball stadiums. Uh, the season is 10 games, so each team plays 10 games. They're going to be on Saturdays or Sundays, starting February 8th and ending April 12th. That's your regular season, 10 weeks. Then four teams go on to the playoff semifinals. That's the weekend of April 19th and 20th. And then the championship game is played on the 26th, April 26th. That's the day after the 2020 NFL draft. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it times out. Yeah. It's trying to fill this void mm-hmm. with uh, eight teams. Okay. So it's, you know, not a ton of teams, but it's it's we're going to try it as a little appetizer mm-hmm. and then see if it's something we want to do all the time. Okay. Uh, let's, I mean, I'm just fingers crossed they make it through all 10 because that didn't happen with AAF. It did not. AAF. A-A-F. 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 No, A-A-F. the Alliance of American Football. 
L. Um, oh, it did man. take an L, All but right. it didn't have an L. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, okay. The One of the aspects of the XFL, they want to speed up the game. So according to the vice president of football operations, Doug Whaley, he said an ideal XFL game is going to be like 34 to 28, and it'll be played in two hours and 45 minutes, which is like almost half an hour shorter than an average NFL game. The way they're going to do this, number one, there's going to be an eighth official. This is why rules, uh, ru- the reason I think rule changes in leagues like this are interesting is because what we've seen, because we did a monologue on this, what we've seen from all these different offshoot leagues is they don't stick around, but most times something from them does. And it's usually like a rules change or some sort of innovation that the NFL is like, oh, we could take that. So it is interesting whether or not this league sticks around. It's interesting to know what they're going to try because you may someday see that incorporated into NFL. So number one, they're going to have an eighth official on the field whose sole job is to spot the ball. So like it's not there's no multitasking. This guy's just getting that ball and spotting it. And then once the ball is spotted, a 25 second play clock starts. That's 15 seconds shorter than in the NFL, which is 40. You're laughing because you watched me do that. (laughs) So, uh. The XFL is estimating that means there's going to be an average of 32 seconds between plays, which is short. That's even shorter there for, than the than the play clock itself. So, also, the game clock is going to run after incompletions and plays when you go out of bounds until less than two minutes remain in each half. So, until the two-minute warning, the clock runs, hmm. is what that sounds like to me. Yeah. Am I correct in that saying? Seemed, like, yeah. They'll probably stop it for games. injuries, I imagine, and, like, you know, touchdowns and stuff. But other than that, clock's running. Kind of crazy. Um, the league has also experimented to speed up the game. They've experimented with putting speakers in every helmet so that they can play, they can call plays while players are making their way to the line. I don't know how I feel about that. And it doesn't sound like it's something they're definitely doing, mm-hmm. but they've experimented with it. Uh, coaches get two timeouts instead of three per half, and halftime is cut to 10 minutes. That seems fair. Yeah. Uh, also, this one I totally agree with. There's no coin toss. The home team just gets to choose whether they want to kick off or defer at the start of the game, and then the visitors will have the choice in overtime. I don't know about visitors choosing in overtime, but I agree with home team. It's like that's the point. Yeah. Right? I think I like visitors choosing in overtime. This one's big. A catch, one foot in bounds. I like Huge. that. You don't need to get two. Game. I don't know if I like it. I do. I think it opens the door for more acrobatic catches. But it also, I mean, how impressed are you when a guy gets that second foot in and when it seems impossible? When it's one foot... Yeah, but I still think it's going to be, I think now we're going to see even more things that are just like, he just managed to get a toe down. See, I don't. I think we're still going to get guys getting two feet in because a lot of these dudes are hoping to maybe parlay this into an NFL career. Maybe. So if they unlearn getting two feet down, it'll actually be to their detriment if they were to go to the NFL. Mm. It's like muscle memory. It's always been this way. Well, I mean, they should still try for two, but that way if like one toe is over the line. Right. The point of it is pace of play. So it's supposed to make it easier to determine if something's a catch so we can get on with the game. I like that. Uh, no extra points. This one is very interesting to me. Instead, the team is... So after a touchdown, the team will get a choice. You have three choices. You can either go for one point from the two-yard line. So that's the current NFL two-point conversion. You start at the two-yard line and you get one point if you complete it. Or they can go for two points from the five-yard line or three points from the ten-yard line which is going to make it really interesting with coaches to see when they decide to go for what they go for. Mm-hmm. That is fascinating. To so me. kickers just kicking off, kicking off and there's yeah, and punting. Mm. Yeah. But they're trying to disincentivize, that's a word. Uh punt Damn it. You're so close. Disenfranchise. They're trying to disincentivize punting 
But when you do punt, they're trying to make it easier to return. So once you punt, uh, the nobody can move until the ball is punted. So not on the snap. Right. Interesting. Just a random thing. Uh, overtime. This is fascinating, too. Man, I think I like the XFL. Uh, each team gets five one-play possessions to score from the five-yard line and will continue playing until someone's mathematically eliminated. It's a shootout, That's essentially. That's so cool. It's a shootout of two-point conversions from the five-yard line is the shortest way to describe it. I'm into that. So team number one sets up on the five-yard line. If they get in, they get two points. Next team comes in, same five-yard line, sets up. If they get it, they get two points. If they don't get it, they don't get any point. And you just keep going as long as you need to. Huh. But overtimes are unlikely uh, because of all of those ways you can make however many points right. for a touchdown. Right, right. That's, That's kind a, of a bummer. I want to see some That's going to make like, over-unders and stuff really interesting. Yeah. And, like spreads. Uh, you bring up gambling. We're going to get there. Oh. Uh, double forward pass. It's another interesting rule. Uh, you can complete two forward passes on one play. As long as the first one is completed and the second one is also attempted behind the line of scrimmage. So you can take a snap, drop back, throw to somebody behind the line of scrimmage, they catch it, and then they can, without if they don't go past the line of scrimmage, they can throw another forward pass. So the first one doesn't have to be backwards. Yes. Cool. Crazy. Remember that, because I'm going to tell you my favorite team, and that's part of why that's my favorite team. Um, uh, da 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 Oh, the XFL does say that they estimate we will see less than one such play per weekend. Because a lot of the coaches are, like, experienced coaches, mm-hmm. and they're probably not going to— It's like a trick play. Yeah. yeah. Um, the XFL—this isn't really important. Um, da, 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 da. Uh, according to the league, 207 of the 416 players on rosters uh, had been with an NFL team in the past six months. So it's about half. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it's weird because a lot of people are like, who are the people? Who are the players? It's not really being reported. And I think it's because the XFL is trying to go away from being superstar based, which I don't know how I feel about that because I'm, you know, I think it is about the players. That's why we watch. We just had this conversation with baseball. Um, this I like. The un- there's like a, they're calling it Team Nine. So there's eight teams in the league and then there's Team Nine. It's a team created by the NFL of 40 unsigned players that will practice and condition together in Dallas during the season. So if somebody gets hurt, or, uh, you know, players out, they are encouraged to, the teams are supposed to dip into this pool to replace their players. So it's like a universal practice squad. Everybody has this one practice squad. Is there a, I might be asking a follow-up you don't know the answer to. Let's try it. Like, say two teams have injuries in the same week. Is there, like, an order of who gets first Great dibs? question. No clue. Okay. Probably like, Probably a, like a waiver system. wire. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. But who's to say? Uh, and then lastly, this is also interesting... ESPN and ABC are planning to incorporate betting lines into their on-screen scoreboards and more freely discuss those lines during their broadcasts. That's really cool. I don't know if this is a thing that you guys at home notice, but we have very, 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 very strict rules on what we can and can't do in regards to the NFL when it comes to gambling. So, uh... Like if you watch um, like our gambling shows, anything where we discuss gambling, we're not allowed to say the names of the teams because that's copywritten NFL or trademarked NFL IP, stuff. Yeah. Intellectual. Um, and they don't want gambling creeping into their game. And if they do, they want to control it. Um, but the XFL is like, well, they're starting when gambling's already starting to become legal. Um, so we can do that. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I mean, maybe we, do, you know, fans are like, I don't like this. Or maybe they love it. We'll see. But I think that's where uh, this could really have an effect on the NFL. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Uh, all right. Teams, just to refresh your memory, because there's eight of them. 
uh, Dallas Renegades, New York Guardians, Los Angeles Wildcats, Tampa Bay Vipers, Houston Roughnecks, D.C. Defenders, St. Louis Battlehawks, and the Seattle Dragons. Oh, did the Pigeons not make it? The Pigeons did not make it. They are Team 9. They were renamed (laughs) Team 9. My pick. So Jay put in the odds here. And the the order I read them in is the order of favorite. Um, So the Dallas Renegades are currently, according to BetMGM Sportsbook as of yesterday, the Dallas Renegades are plus 250 to win it all. Um, So the second best pick are the New York Guardians. They're plus 350. Ashley, that's your team. Yes. Why? Well, there is not a Philadelphia team. Right. And the New York Guardians are going to play in MetLife Stadium. Cool. Which is... In New Jersey. It is. So it's very close to my house. Yeah. So this is essentially like a home team for me. Mm. On top of that, their quarterback is Matt McGloin. Who Cammy Nolan calls Pat McGloin. That is <laughs> uh, interesting, Fun fact. but unrelated <laughs> no, totally to my related. point. Okay, go ahead. Which was that he went to Penn State, which is in Pennsylvania, yeah. and also played for the Eagles. Right. So for all of those just straight up Homer reasons, I'm going to ride with the New York Guardians. Maybe go catch a game. Who knows? Their coach also has two Super Bowl rings. Which isn't bad. Their coach is... uh, Kevin Gilbride. Kevin Gilbride. Pretty great. Okay. Then uh, Los Angeles Wildcats are plus 450. Tampa Bay Vipers plus 550. That's my pick. I'm riding with Tampa Bay. There's a sentence I never (laughs) thought I'd say. Um, Here's why. I just spent two weeks in Florida. And boy, do I love it there. Um, Just kidding. I hate it. So... uh, Here's why. The, the, Mark Tressman is their coach, former Bears head coach. Uh, they've got a strong roster. Quarterback, Aaron Murray. He's pretty good. He was on Georgia. He was a Georgia Bulldog. And then didn't he go to, like, Kansas City? I'm pretty sure he was a backup in a team that wore red. <laughs> Jay, Google it. Uh, then he also played in the AAF just a year ago, and he did great. Uh, they have other AAF stars in the roster. They have Shontavious Jones and Rennell Hall. And... Quentin Flowers. Now, Quentin Flowers mm. went to Miami, played for the Bengals for like a season, but he's like a running back quarterback hybrid. Remember that double pass rule? I do. So this dude, they're saying he's going to be like the Taysom Hill of the XFL, oh, that's fun. but with rules that allow him to be even cooler. Yeah. So I think they're going to be able to use that in fancy dancy ways. Also, it's going to be a rush heavy league and they've got Jerry Glanville as their defensive coordinator who is 78 years old. Mm. Uh, but I still believe in him. He's seen some stuff. Uh, he's seen a lot of stuff. Talk about experience. experience. Nothing beats experience. He right. rushes on the field, but he probably goes very slow on the roads. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> thanks, Jay, with the delayed laugh. Did you look up where Aaron Murray I went? I got some Aaron Murray fun facts. What Not only did he play on one team that wears red, he played on two. He started with the Chiefs, then was on the Cardinals, hey. Eagles, the Rams, and then last year played in the AAF. He was on that many Legends. teams? He was. Who'd you say before uh, the Rams? The Eagles. Yeah, I for sure uh, knew Practice squads for most of them. Yeah. Um, he had no and idea. He was practice. Fun fact, Aaron Murray's older brother, Josh Murray, contestant on 2014 Bachelorette. So, friend huh. of the pod, maybe. No. Ashley, Aaron Murray, do you remember him? wasn't he dating someone that then became famous? Uh, wasn't that who What's-His-Face zoomed in on? Musburger? No, no, it wasn't. Uh, I okay. Don't have any, I, was that Jen Sturger? No, it wasn't. What's I, happening? I'm going to remember, like, I, can, I know it in my head, but my words are Okay, because you're looking at me and I'm like, no, why like, is like, it something you, you can't it, say? I'll be able to confirm yeah. it. I just, uh, I can't. He's the league, he's the leader of the SEC career touchdowns list. 
He's you said that Peyton, like a person who'd never seen a sport before. Ahead of Peyton Manning, <laughs> Eli Manning, and Matt Stafford. Wow. Wow. Pretty amazing. Matt wow. Stafford, who is currently a baby. Who is he's AJ a, McCarron. He's a hashtag baby nut. Yes. Build, build AJ it. McCarron and Catherine Webb. Shout out. They broke up. <laughs> uh, I think. Out. I actually don't know. Okay, then we have the Houston Roughnecks. They're, they're plus 750. Um, the D.C. Defenders, also plus 750. St. Louis Battlehawks, plus 1,000. Jay? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Tell ten, me why. I bet one, I can uh, guess. St. Louis Battlehawks, obviously, Wait, Homer. The best thing about this is that Jay is now going to pretend to love a team, and we won't notice because it's what he's always done on this <laughs> podcast. Go ahead, Jay. Sorry. All right. Sorry, go ahead. The easy reason is Chris and Michael... Former Seahawk is our starting running back. The new adventures of old Kristen. <laughs> uh, exactly. But who I'm most excited about is the Ole Miss uh, starting quarterback, Jordan Tamu. And he has never played in an NFL game. Exciting. He's the only starting quarterback in the league to come straight out of college. He's literally the weakness on the team. <laughs> if you read you any write-up about him, it's like he's the well, big question mark. I've done mark. a little bit of reading, and he seems like a guy who plays football a little bit like my favorite player, Lamar Jackson. So he doesn't have and an arm? He, he just throw, runs. He can Terrible run. through the air. He mm. is extraordinary on both counts. And I think we're going to see big things out of him. Do not write off the Battle Hawks. I think that they're going to surprise everybody this season. You don't even mention Marquette King, yeah, friend Marquette of the pod, King. who Marquette. famously <laughs> told me his name was Marquette. <laughs> and I said it for an entire interview and had to go back and do VOs <laughs> because... That guy hates me, I guess. Uh, but yeah, great so that he's punting in a league that's going to not that's going to disincentivize yeah, punting. Former Raiders punter Marquette quote Marquette, Marquette King. unquote Mark. Unquote. And you also have Matt Jones and Matt Jones. Yeah. Uh, so I feel pretty good about the Battlehawks. I mean, we are, I'm gonna you know ten to one odds. You want to put some money on that? Another uh, interesting <laughs> fact about them is that. Uh, they have probably the most intriguing XFL player on their roster, who's Kenny Robinson, the safety. He was dismissed from West Virginia because of an academic violation, and then he chose to sign with the XFL rather than transfer. So he's eligible. He was who I was thinking of when I'm like, people are using this as an audition for the NFL. Yeah. He's now going to be eligible for the 2020 draft, and he's using the XFL season to be like, here's a long That's really smart. bunch of tape. So instead yeah. of paying playing another season out of college it's like let me go get some money yeah but not a ton of money i mean they're paying them the average player is getting fifty five thousand over a you 10 know game what season. that's fifty five thousand more, more than, than he makes zero that's true in college yeah. infinitely more and he's playing against a higher level of competition eh, maybe question mark question mark question mark the hard question mark <laughs> uh all right so that's xfl we can go through all the other teams next week but uh i mean that's really the most exciting stuff so that's who we're riding with pick your team and let's fuck do this thing None of us picked the favorite, Dallas Renegades, coached by Bob Stoops, which is a big headline. Stoops. Stoops on Stoops. And uh, they've got Landry Jones as their quarterback. Yeah, Stoops is, and Landry? And Lance Dunbar, the Battle former Hawks Cowboy. Had, I just, Battle I Hawks against the Renegades week one. I, I am couldn't excited. pick the Dallas team. I just couldn't. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, that fair. That fair. That fair. We're running out of time. And by running out of time, I mean we've been out of time for a really long time. But, Jay, I'm not going to skip your favorite segment. So let's go over to Jay Wolf for your erotic news of the week. God, Jay! I hate Hi, I'm Jay Wolf, and this Hi. is the erotic news of the week. A man in New Mexico was arrest- arrested for soliciting prostitution by offering to pay for sex. I can't hear you! Which I prefer. <laughs> with a cheeseburger. Oh, it says hamburger. hamburger. Was there cheese on it or not? Because that's an important <laughs> distinction. I'm going to get to it. 
So according to a criminal complaint, a 36-year-old man in New Mexico rode a bicycle over to an <laughs> undercover APD officer posing as a prostitute. Uh, and they agreed on terms and price of uh, the sex that he was soliciting when he uh, then said that he's not going to have the money until Friday, so they should arrange for that. The officer obviously wanted to make the arrest. uh, Noted that he was carrying, quote, a to-go bag from Chili's. The officer asked what was inside it, and Calderon said it was a hamburger. The officer then told Calderon her fee could be the burger. Sorry, his name is Calderon. He agreed and was arrested. Oh, so she just needed to get him to like do it that day. It That's means, entrapment. That was terms. I, I don't know that it's entrapment. That sounds like he, entrapment. He went over and solicited, and then the thing that she allegedly entrapped would be the fee, not the... No, she. Itself. that's entrapment of like, you agreed to pay for this thing, and then he's like, oh, actually, I can't, so I'm not going to, maybe later. And the officer was like, you can pay me in burger. That's never happened. It created a situation that wouldn't have existed if the officer didn't do everything he could to get him to make the to do the crime. That sounds like entrapment. That's Chili's. That's classic. <laughs> you pick two entrapment. <laughs> oh, wait, that's Panera. What's a that's, Chili? <laughs> uh, baby back rib entrapment. Uh, that's entrapment, entrapment. <laughs> uh, so that's one of 11 different prostitutions arrests made on that same street. On your birthday. Uh, Oh my and, God! Happy wow, birthday! Happy birthday! Wow! And also, like, OJ was drafted or whatever. And, uh, <laughs> most importantly, the hamburger was tagged into evidence. So he didn't even get to eat it. No, of course, no, no, he got arrested. Oh, it's a hamburger from Chili's. It's really not worth eating. I well, I mean, if you're at an airport and you got no other choices, you know, yeah, sure, if you can be okay, or if you need to entrap somebody into soliciting or, a prostitute. Right. That, I don't like that. I would love. Listen, sir, call me. And uh, Calderon, and I'll be, I would love to represent you legally. Uh, do I have experience doing it? No, but am I confident I can win this case? Yeah. <laughs> can I do it in the Chili's sounds? You bet your ass. All right. Chili's sounds? Oh. The voice. Yeah. Hamburger sex hamburger. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. It's an extra, okay. It's an extra <laughs> syllable. Okay, let's do one more voicemail and get out of here. All right, here we go. Hi, Katie Nolan, Ashley, Jay. And the nice vegan girl, I forget her name. Uh, this is Nick Christina. from Minnesota again, reaching out to you oh, because again. Valentine's Day is coming up. Boom. And Katie feels the need to remind us every 30 seconds she has a boyfriend. I would like to know what your worst Valentine's or dump story is. Love you. Mean it. Do you? <laughs> Do you love me and you mean it? Um, look, just to address that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it's annoying, but where I get all my ideas and stuff from are like people I talk to and I talk to my boyfriend a lot and he's really funny and smart. And so uh, I don't think you'd notice as much if I just said his name, but yeah. it's something we've talked about that we're not going to do. So I have to say my boyfriend. Every time I say it, I cringe. I still think we should come up with a code name personally. Mm. Just call him something else. Yeah, I, I mentioned nuts. that. You weren't interested when I mentioned it, but now I'm publicly pressuring you to do it. Well, so I think like- it's going to cause me to slip up and just say his name. It's just I hate. That's probably, I pause every time I'm like, and my boyfriend, it does sound so like, my boyfriend, but also I'm in love, fuck off, I'm so happy. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I gotta, we gotta wrap this up because I gotta call my boyfriend. Um, <laughs> question was, uh, from Nick, is a, a, the worst Valentine's or dumped story because he recently got dumped, which first of all, I'm sorry, that sucks. Yeah. You, you, uh, unless you cheated up, you didn't deserve it, but if you cheated don't listen to this podcast. We don't want you. Oh, wow. um, no, I just 
No, yeah, I yeah. mean it. I, I stand agree. by it. I agree. It's a strong stance, but I stand by it. Um, no, but that sucks. It's a bummer. Um, if I can give you any advice, I had something really bummery happen right before I found my boyfriend, and so <laughs> you just gotta kind of just stay true to yourself. Just it's you'll find it. You're gonna find love, Nick. I believe in you. Uh, Valentine's Day's bullshit. <laughs> Nobody cares such about a it. Bad holiday. If you find somebody who cares about it, that's a red flag. I think unless you both really love that holiday, then awesome. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I got dumped on Valentine's Day in my Valentine's Day card. What? When I, I was, this story? When I was in, oh, I was in like sixth or seventh grade. Oh, but everybody, hell? everybody knows middle school. I think I've made it very clear in this podcast. It's not a good time for little Katie. You were you were still climbing towards your peak. Yep, and uh, <laughs> I was very. I was at the bottom of the mountain, and uh, Jeremy Green Ugh, was this boy him. I had a crush on, um, and it somehow got him to say he'd be my boyfriend. And we dated for a week, and then on Valentine's Day, he gave me my Valentine. I sat down at my lunch table. I opened it up, and everyone was like, "Oh, what does it say?" And when I opened it, it was like, "I don't think." I don't think you should be, I don't remember the exact words. I blacked it out, but I think it was like, I don't think you should be my girlfriend anymore. Let's stay friends. And I was like, but I, but I wanted you to be my boyfriend. Oh, that's um, really sad. So he broke up with me. That's, but if that's not sad enough, I can get into what happened just before this. <laughs> no, that's not okay. technically dumped. It's more like a thought you were dating someone and then found out they were dating the hottest woman in the world and you had to just kind of bow out. Ashley? Um, my worst Valentine's Day story was, I was working and I had plans to like, I think it was my, maybe my first Valentine's with you Steve. You were one? Oh. <laughs> no, with Steve. Um, sorry, with my husband. There it is. See, it would get nice. annoying. I, nice. What if you just say it in a, like a funny voice every time? So you have to be like, with my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I like wow. that. I'm into that. So anyway, it was my first one. I was really excited to like, we were going to go back to my apartment and make dinner and like get drunk. And I had, I was working as a PA in screening and was like cutting highlights and stuff. It was when I first started ESPN and I got assigned, I, it couldn't have been a baseball game because it was February unless, yeah, it, it was some game that went into like a thousand overtimes or extra innings or something. And I was at work for 14 hours for a game that didn't matter that like uh, wasn't going to run in a show because uh, it was either like, it couldn't have been spring training even. It was something like, like an early maybe season college baseball basketball game. Oh. or something. And it was just like it kept going and going and going. And I had to cut like 10 versions of the highlight. Ugh. And like I was just like sitting uh, off to the side, like sobbing. I was so tired and I didn't want to be there. And I didn't care about this event. Mm. Um, and that sucked. And then your husband. And then, well, he was, he was my boyfriend at the time. But like when I left... Um, and I think it was snowing when I left work finally at like one o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. Um, there was like flower petals on my car and like Aww. he had like put stuff underneath my windshield wipers and it was really, really cute. But then it was all frozen to it because it was snowing <laughs> and then it actually made it impossible <laughs> for you to drive home. And then I got in a car wreck on my way home. Oh, and it God. peeled off the paint because yeah. you were peeling off these like ro- frozen rose petals and they took the paint off with them. It was really cute. But, Jay, yeah. do you have a quick one or no? Uh, yeah, I, it's not a Valentine's Day. It's a breakup story. I, my, the my girlfriend and I broke up last year, and then I couldn't live in my house for almost three months. Yeah, that, that is true. <laughs> that did happen. That, that did really happen. Really sucked. So but that's but things are good now. That. Things are great now. Things I'm are feeling, feeling really good about your girlfriend. Yeah. 
Oh, God. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to say it in that voice. It feels weird. I think you, you have should. to say girlfriend. If we do girlfriend. it, we have to do it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so, Nick, thanks so much for your question. We're all going to go cry now. Yep. And sorry about my boyfriend. <laughs> okay. That's it for this week's edition of so Sports. Uh, shout out to Imperfect Foods and LinkedIn. Sorry to LinkedIn. I just We'll get better at that. Uh, shout out to the SV Pod with Scott Van Pelt this week. Scott wants to. It's I hate that I can't say SVP Pod, wow. but it's not. It's like SVP Odd. That's what I'm going to call it. Shout out to the SVP odd with uh, Scott Van Pelt. This week, Scott wants a name change for the pod. Oh. Just gave well, I gave it to him. And he goes off on ESPN. That's so funny because we were like two weeks into our podcast and I was like, I don't want to call it sports anymore. Uh, goes off on ESPN's win probability in the Super Bowl. Check that out wherever you get podcasts. Big thanks to you guys for listening now and again later on a different platform. And then again later on a different platform. Let's do three this week because it's three hours long. So in honor of that and The Bachelor, we'll just do three listens. Um or you can always just leave us a nice review wherever you're listening to this podcast, which, by the way, we read and we love them, like this one from Shan Rob that says, thanks to this podcast and the cage, sound effect, I was able to <laughs> out-mansplain. Oh, right now. Okay, I sure. I hate it. I was able to out-mansplain my uncle. <laughs> thanks to this podcast and the cage, I was able to out-mansplain my uncle during the Super Bowl re-complicated coin toss rules and with the description of defer means. Facts got me feeling like a champion. Forever, thank you for the street cred. I look forward to soaking up even more obscure facts for the future. Not sure what you're going to soak up today, but um, hopefully it was some good stuff. Uh, also, don't forget our official subreddit that Ashley and Jay lurk on a lot, and I just lurk is a lurk is not uh, lurk a flat is the right word. word. I go me. through That's it a little right bit, but there have been days where I have half baked takes that before I used to just put out into the ether and go on with my life, and now people are like, "That take sucked." I'm like, "I know it sucked. I just didn't <laughs> have time to prep for the pod that day, so I don't go on it as much." But the official subreddit is uh, sports question mark sports question mark all words spelled out mm-hmm. so r slash sports question mark so go there it's building a nice little community mm-hmm. i'm really enjoying it what are you laughing at i'm just excited to you just it. want me to finish so we can go yeah and lastly don't forget that you can always leave off a voicemail at 860-506-5571 that was pretty good ash thank you bad. say goodbye bye say goodbye jay bye bye love you mean it happy birthday to you oh! happy birthday to you happy birthday to katie happy birthday to you Hope it's the best yet. Oh my god, that's a video of my boyfriend. <laughs> boyfriend. Now everybody knows. <laughs> Simply Safe Home Security is like getting commercial grade enterprise level security, but for your own home. Think about the security Fortune 500 companies use. They need to know police are going to be on the scene immediately. This is exactly the kind of security you get with Simply Safe. If there's a break-in, Simply Safe uses real video evidence to give police an eyewitness account of the crime, and that means police dispatch up to 350% faster than for a normal burglar alarm. With Simply Safe, you get comprehensive protection for your home. Outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you to anyone approaching your home. Entry, motion, and glass break sensors guard inside. Plus, Simply Safe protects your home from fires, water damage, and carbon monoxide poisoning. It's all monitored 24-7 by live security professionals. You can set up your system yourself with no tools needed, or Simply Safe's experts can do it for you. And it's only 50 cents a day with no contracts. Go to simplysafe.com slash Nolan today to get free shipping on your order, plus a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com slash Nolan to save on home security today. Simplysafe.com slash Nolan.